0: people, welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, that you listen to with your ears. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we review our week by discussing more nonsense, including food. Yes, I said food again. Jason's house guest, and my much less welcome guest.
0: And then we'll do another round of Pro No Unke His and discuss some real thoughts.
1: Next, find out if we have a guest. When we play, do we have a guest?
0: Later, we'll yell about some more first world problems and we have some write-in music recommendations.
1: And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and, of course, those ridiculously crazy Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents.
0: This week's episode is brought to you by Quintessential Quails. We're not really sure what they stand for, but they paid us money. Quintessential Quails. In a week, Week. things happen.
1: Yes, they do.
0: And now we'll review.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Those things that happened.
1: The things that
0: happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week Week in Review.
1: So here we are again, Jason.
0: Hey, what's up?
1: Good is up.
0: Uh, you know that's what I like to hear.
1: Ed, good is definitely up this week because awesome. it is Valentine's week. How was your um, V day?
0: I don't know if I <laughs> would um, make that connection, but I'm glad for people that do. Yeah, I'm not it's a Valentine's day,
1: day person at all.
0: Neither. Mm-hmm, so we it's have that in holidays. Common. Yeah, all that stuff is just another day to me.
1: Yep. So you didn't I think do I anything differently.
0: Uh, no, we shared a piece of cake.
1: Well, that's good enough for me.
0: But, I mean, that's not, like, anything huge or, you know, elaborate by any stretch of the imagination. That's
1: more than we did.
0: Well, when I say shared, I mean, I ate half of it and left the other half in the refrigerator, and she ate it about an hour <laughs> later after our kids went to bed. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh I think um, my wife tweeted that... um that's Shay Serrano tweet, which basically said, you know, shout out to all the couples out there who've been together more than a couple of years that all you do on Valentine's Day you just dap each other up and keep it moving, which is exactly my thought on these holidays.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: There's other, you know, the other people I've seen in, I don't know if I saw it, maybe it was last year that I saw it where somebody said, If you have to make such a huge deal about Valentine's Day, maybe you're not doing something right the other 364 days of the year, which (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far because, I mean, (laughs) if you want to make a special day and and celebrate it and both you and the person that you are celebrating it with are into it completely, Mm -hmm. then that's awesome. That's great. But it's also good to be in a relationship with someone who thinks about it the same way you do and is like, that's cool. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's keep going.
1: Yeah, I'm lucky in that we both feel the same way. If one person really wants to get in on it and the other person doesn't, that's where the problems lie.
0: Yeah, that could cause some tension, but then that's when you have to compromise and maybe the person who really, that's when you find out what you know a serious relationship like marriage is really about when maybe you have to go, uh, I may want to do more, but I know my partner doesn't want to do anything, so maybe let's do a little bit of something and meet in the middle and the person who doesn't want to do anything, you know, maybe get into it and go, hey, this is this is where I'm going to do for them what I would want them to do for me, which is actually take a moment to understand how I feel about it and approach it the way that I would approach it. Really look into how they really want to celebrate Valentine's Day and learn about them so that then I can do that for them. And what I may want them to do for me is nothing and leave me alone about it. So hopefully they will reciprocate and look into how I want to view it and then do it that way for me.
1: Yeah. Compromise.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes. So. You, <laughs> you have such a great way of summing up my nonsense <laughs> with one word.
1: So, you know what, though? Good is also up because I hear you had a visitor this past week.
0: Oh, yes, I did. Do tell. Yes. Uh, Robert Berg on his world jingle tour that he or not world, just, you know, u.s jingle tour i guess i should say uh rob came and stayed a couple of days earlier this week and uh hung out we talked about jingles we talked about music we talked about philosophy and um the wisdom of you know relationships and all kinds of stuff and it, it was it was good we had a great time and recorded a jingle while he was here one that we uh did with luke that when he was at luke's house you know a couple of days before that he came from luke's place in south carolina uh down to where i live and. Um, they had recorded their half up there, and then he came here, and we reco- I recorded some of mine here. I recorded my part here, and he recorded re-recorded some of his, and um, I think Luke put that out this week already. It's the Beastie Boys one. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep. Um, I guess you can consider Rob the traveling jingler.
0: Yes. Basically. <laughs>
1: so he went to Luke's prison, and they recorded yes. a jingle there.
0: Shawshank. Shawshank, yep.
1: Yep, and then came to your house and recorded a mm-hmm. jingle there. Yes. And I think he met up with Brad Weiss. Yep. I don't think he they pre- had pre- time the to record a jingle.
0: No, uh, I think they just went to lunch or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, yep.
1: Um, I do not see his, I haven't heard if his path is straying this far north.
0: Um, maybe, I, I don't think on the trip to out where he's going, I think he's going to Colorado. Yeah. But possibly on the way back in the summertime, I believe he might travel through Minnesota. He might. Maybe. So you need to get with him and see if he's going to be coming around your area.
1: I don't know if he'd want to come here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great time. I mean, it was um it was a couple of days of hanging out and I I thought we'd be doing a recording, but it ended up being a lot of talking. And it was great. So
1: Good. That's the way. I think that's that's perfect. Just oh, good yeah. old-fashioned chatting.
0: It's kind of like that we've done on it's, it was really almost like when he's been on the podcast with us and we've been doing it and it's, it's really like Skyping in person, which is yeah. you know, unusual for me to be talking to people in person because I'm usually, you know, work from home, don't go to any office or anything like that. Most people I communicate with is either through email or some form of voicemail or mm-hmm. phone or text or something like that. So um, it, it was unusual for me <laughs> to talk to somebody face to face, but it was great.
1: That's the best type of communication as long I as agree. you don't have a bunch of people. And you're doing small yes. talk
0: yep <laughs> we we oh we talked about that too. we talked about you know social gatherings and how um we're all kind of introverts in our own way, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd rather have a serious conversation with a one, one person one on one and we got into it like what size of group do you feel most comfortable with and in, in when you get into a conversation and like six four is probably good, six is about the limit, and then eight is the absolute I'm checking out if it's any more than eight people um talking about how like when tony's in a group of people and he didn't really have anything else to say he goes in the other room and starts counting and that kind of business yeah, we got into yeah. that so i was, i agree i think great.
1: i think six is probably the max if i'm going yes. to be really um open yes and did was there any discussion of the ambiver- ambivert controversy
0: no um because i couldn't remember the word <laughs> And I think that discussion is more well known as the Crazins' commentary, yes. and not the ambivert discussion. So we did talk about Crazins a little bit. I mentioned that at one point.
1: Okay. And is he on? Is he pro cra- Crazin?
0: Um, we didn't really get into that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, next time.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: speaking next of time. food. Yes. Um, I'm going to give a brief update for you on my Whole 30 plan because the last time that we chatted about it
0: mm-hmm. I wasn't done Right now so this is I'm what done. like a whole Oh so you're done or is it like a turn into like a whole 37 plan at this point
1: It's it's still going
0: Oh okay so, so it can't be a whole 30 anymore
1: It's not a whole 30 it is I guess whole always whole whole
0: <laughs> whole ever whole
1: ever yeah So I think I was day I was on my last day the last time we chatted about it
0: Yes, I remember that.
1: So what you're not, so what you're, you're supposed to weigh yourself before you start. Mm-hmm. And then you're not supposed to weigh yourself throughout the whole 30 days because it's not about weight loss. It's about healthier eating, healthier lifestyle.
0: Oh, weigh as in on a scale. I thought you meant like judge yourself. Yeah, like on a scale, on an actual really, physical really, scale. You know. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting real introspective about how you're feelings are and no okay so
1: that's okay with me I never really weigh myself either I just kind of go with how my my clothes fit to decide you know
0: yeah I go with how I feel overall right that kind of gives me the a better indication often than how much do I weigh
1: right so anyway but I I, so I decided to play the game and got on the scale before it started Mm -hmm. and I was shocked when I weighed myself day 31 to see that I'd lost just under 10 pounds and so, wow. yeah, for a forty-year-old woman, that amount of weight loss is a little surprising. You know, metabolism yeah, well, I mean, changes. You're, you're
0: not like it. You're you're not like very big to begin with. So,
1: well, I feel great. What's that? Half your body weight? <laughs> not quite half.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: but I actually have lost a little more weight since then. Wow! So okay. a nice little surprise. But what I tried to do was uh Super Bowl Sunday. We decided we wanted a treat because it was our whole thirty was over. So we Got Culver's flavor of the day.
0: Is that ice cream?
1: Culver's is frozen custard. Are you not familiar with Culver's?
0: Um, Not. Obviously not.
1: Culver's is, I guess you probably wouldn't be. It's a Wisconsin-based company. Oh, well then. But I do feel that they have, um, I know they're in Minnesota, and I believe I've seen them in Iowa and maybe even Missouri on my way down to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They're, they've, they've expanded, but it's basically fast food. They have butter burgers. They call them butter, butter burgers. Um, first of all, their burgers are great. Fresh, they, they always describe it as fresh meat, never frozen, but they, they call them butter burger burger burgers, I mean, easy for me to like, say.
0: Yeah. That seems like a slogan for something else I've heard.
1: Is that, um, five, five guys?
0: maybe oh, or like Wendy's, cuz i know they're big on not oh. freezing
1: and so is noodles. um in and out
0: oh yeah yeah so i have never heard i've never actually heard of this as a chain as a is it you said it's fast food
1: yeah yep. Hmm. and but they the reason they call it butter burgers is cuz they butter they slather butter onto the bun
0: oh okay so it's not a stick of butter in between two pieces of bread
1: <laughs> not at all that would be absolutely deep disgusting deep fried would actually uh, i don't know
0: no have you ever had deep fried butter
1: no. But if you're talking about me eating the actual stick of butter. Yeah. No.
0: Have you ever eaten a like raw stick of butter? No. That's pretty rough.
1: That is. That's what I think you're talking about.
0: No, but I mean, if you fried it. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they have these butter burgers, but the best part is the custard. So frozen custard is base. It's similar to ice cream, but it's made with eggs. And then cream what? and sugar.
0: What is custard? Is it just like whipped up eggs, egg whites?
1: <laughs> Did you not hear what I just said? Did I go out?
0: Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, is that all there is to it?
1: It's, I think it's eggs, cream and cream sugar. Cream and
0: sugar. Just whipped and up. And
1: then frozen. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Oh, frozen. Well. Now, does custard always, does it have to be frozen in order to be considered custard? Or is it, can you have unfrozen custard?
1: Um, I bet you could have unfrozen custard. It'd probably be like pudding.
0: And what's the difference between custard and meringue?
1: I don't have any idea.
0: Because I thought meringue was just whipped up eggs and sugar. It could be. Like on a lemon meringue pie? But I, about?
1: I do know what you're talking about, but frozen meringue doesn't sound as good as frozen custard.
0: So my, that's my question. Do they just change it to custard when they freeze it just so it sounds better? Maybe. Maybe it's a regional thing.
1: No, I don't think so. Cause custard, oh, okay. custard's been around. I think Coney Island had a custard stand when Coney Island first opened.
0: When you say custard, I think of General Custer and his last stand.
1: <laughs> actually, and not actual food. The, there is a there is an ice cream place, but it's actually custard in yeah. I think it's Door County, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and it's called Custard's Custard's Last Stand.
0: Oh yeah, you know yeah. As corny as people are, that has yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I knew, I knew that existed somewhere.
1: Yeah, and it, it, but, but this, we, so we had, so we went there, and we mm-hmm. split.
0: You a, went to Custer's Last Stand, or you went to Culver's?
1: Well, I've know. been to Do both it. places actually, but oh, um, okay. We went to Culver's on Super Bowl Sunday, and we got a cookie. Mm-hmm. I think they called it cookie dough delight or something like that. we split this chocolate custard with salted caramel ribbons. Topped with cookie dough bites and hot fudge
0: Wow, that sounds like it would kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> by we s- it,
1: it's just basically like a Sunday, and we split it, and I was so sick.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I was supposed to eat double that. I mean, the serving size yeah. is a whole one. We split it. and
0: it makes you, it makes you think if someone is eating that much sugar and not it's not phasing them think about that. Think about what they're doing to themselves. Exactly. And so that's a ton of sugar.
1: I was very sick and I won't, it wasn't worth it to me. And so since that time, I've sort of gone back to Whole30, very minimal. Mm -hmm. I've eaten a little bit of chocolate. Um, I've experimented with adding sugar or uh, sweetener back in my coffee and all of it just tastes artificial to me. Yeah.
0: It's like, it's like acidic to me now. And I've kind of gotten a little bit past it because i I don't know if you've heard of this. uh, You're talking about Culver's being a a regional or maybe a Wisconsin, Minnesota type thing Mm -hmm. for um, a business. Uh, We have a little business in uh, Georgia called Coke. Yes. Which is short for Coca Cola. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but I'm really into those. And even those have been like almost, uh, I'm drinking this because it's a habit. Yeah. And I've, I gotta, and it not because it actually tastes all that good. And it's like the first drink of it is like, um, it's like clearing my throat and it's like, cause of the, the, the you know, the, the acid in it, the mm-hmm. literal acid in it, um, is, is like burning, you know, my throat a little bit. And I like that. Um, but it's almost like I could take like Coke shot glasses and be happy with it and not drink the entire bottle, but I don't want to waste it. So I ended up drinking it. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm actually, you you, said, you talk about going back to the whole foods or staying on it. I'm going to now try to go back to no sugar. I'm not cutting out the carbs. -hmm. But I'm gonna try to go back to no sugar starting um, this weekend. Yeah, and for you know indefinite period.
1: Well, the hard part about it for me is, especially the you know I used to love a vanilla latte or a a macchiato with vanilla or something where yeah, but it's it's both exciting. I think I wrote this in an email to you, both exciting and devastating at the same time.
0: Absolutely, that's a perfect way to describe (laughs) it.
1: Like I'm excited because. I don't need this sugar, but I'm devastated because I used to love those drinks, but I don't love them anymore.
0: It's like an old friend that, you know, just is not good for you anymore is just taking you in the wrong direction.
1: Exactly. Same thing with (laughs) Rob and
0: I. Yeah, go ahead. What?
1: No, go ahead and say Rob and I. What?
0: Uh, Rob and I actually talked about sugar stuff, too, because he was asking me questions about it, um, about how it was for my 20 days without sugar, because he's considering doing that because he's He's a vegetarian um mm-hmm. but he eats sugar and he's actually considering um dropping it for a while. And we we talked about that for a bit and I was just like it's 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 great and you miss it for like the first 2 or 3 days when you drop it, but after that it's it's nothing to it. I mean, it's almost like the habitual part of hmm, I, like you were saying I know you've said before about I used to like a little piece of chocolate after dinner or mm-hmm. um me yeah, I like a little you know cookie here and there or like a cupcake or something like that. But honestly, it it always leads into, okay, well, I ate it yesterday. Well, I'm, it. it's the habit forms, and even that little bit kind of kicks off that habit and gets it going. It's not like I'm wanting the sugar, necessarily. It's not like a craving. It's more just like the habit part of it, yeah. and I feel like in order to get rid of that habit, I may have to get rid of the sugar completely for a while again, because I felt so much better... Those. The second half, those second ten days, I felt so much better after it all had gotten out of my system. Then I mean, and immediately I felt bad again when i started eating it uh, on the twenty first day. So I mean it's Yeah, it's it's terrible for you.
1: It's quite a it's quite a difference. Yeah. So and, and the 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 wine, I've added wine back into a few of my meals. And again, just uh-huh. just meh. It's sweeter than I remember, it doesn't taste that great to me.
0: Wine sweet, really?
1: Well, I like the dry wines, the Cabernets, you know, the.
0: Okay, explain to me what dry wine is. I'm not a. What is it? Uh, what's the wine expert called? Uh, sommelier? Or sommelier, it is. sommelier.
1: Sommelier. 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 That
0: should be in our pronunciation section.
1: Yes, that should so be. So explain
0: to me the difference between like a dry wine. Is it, is it, if it's not a dry wine, is it a wet wine?
1: No, the taste is. Well, you know, the, a lot of wines are sweet. Sweet tasting?
0: Um, Not to me.
1: What do they they taste taste, like to you?
0: They all taste like bitter grapes to me, every wine I've ever had.
1: Okay, well. They're all bitter to me. There's a definite difference. I'm no no wine connoisseur either, but I used to like sweet wines like Zinfandels, and I cannot stand them anymore. I can only eat or drink the... Drier wines like Cabernet, okay, what's, Merlot. What's
0: a, what's a Zinfandel? Is that like the region that it comes from or type of grape or how it's made?
1: Again, you're asking me sommelier questions.
0: <laughs> I thought you were a wine expert. No, You no. are the wine expert of this podcast.
1: I don't know why it's called Zinfandel, but I think that the guessing of a region is probably correct.
0: All right, because they all taste like rubbing alcohol to me.
1: Well, that's good. Then you don't have to drink them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would classify them all as coming from the Johnson & Johnson region. <laughs> I but see I don't I'm 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 not a big alcohol drinker. I, I like a beer every now and then and here's the other thing. I could drink like a whole bottle of whiskey and while it would I mean it would obviously inebriate me, mm-hmm. it doesn't phase me. I see people drinking whiskey and they're like, you know, struggling, it's like burning their throat like ah and they, are you know, what all that, you know. And I'm like, they must they have to be acting because I could drink a shot of whiskey like I could drink it out of the bottle like water and it doesn't phase me at all.
1: Yeah, see that's weird.
0: Oh, so I'm weird in this? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know, at least.
1: At least that's weird to me.
0: But see, I don't have, I, and the whiskey doesn't, the taste of whiskey doesn't bother me at all. But the wine, I drink like a glass of wine and I'm just like, this is, I have to just chug it down at some point because I'm like, it's so bitter. I don't see how people can enjoy drinking this.
1: That's how I feel about beer. It's not bitter, but I just don't mm-hmm. like love the taste.
0: Yeah, there's only like one beer that I like. I got used to it in Japan when it was basically that or water was all I was drinking when I was over there for a couple of weeks. And um, it's called Acai. And it's it's really good. But most beers in the U.S., I, I can take it or leave it. It's okay.
1: Yeah. And that's how I'm starting to feel about my wine. I can take it or leave it. And that also excites me and <laughs> devastates me at the same time. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it's been an
0: exciting and devastating week.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to, to give you an update because we did not finalize that. And I'm, so basically, I'm still on this plan and I'm happy about it, but I'm also sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: if that's I'm, even I, I, oh, possible.
0: Oh, I am absolutely in agreement with you in the exact same place because I'm going back on the no sugar and the thing that was the worst for me was the carbs. So I'm hoping that in eliminating the sugar, I can go forward with that and keep it up uh, for more than you know, 20 days, maybe, maybe forever. Because be, I know it would be beneficial to me.
1: Definitely. Yeah. What, what else is happening this
0: week? Um, I'm going to tell a story about a knife at some point. But I think I want to save that now for another segment. Oh, Okay. So, does anything happen with you this week in Week in Review?
1: Yeah, you know what? It's not only been a sad and devastating week with Uh-oh. my food; it's been a long week in that I've been on the phone with various companies on three different days this week.
0: Wait a minute, is this this is not insurance, is it?
1: Insurance is not on the list for me. Mm-hmm. But well, that's good. That is good. But okay, I'm going to talk about my washer my samsung washer a little later okay but the other day i got our direct tv bill do you have oh, direct tv
0: no. unfortunately yes
1: okay so i, I mean, noticed this
0: is i mean and i say that like it's a first world problem but unfortunately yes
1: well this could technically be a first world problem but i've already got a first world problem so i'm gonna put it right here <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I noticed the bill was exactly seven dollars higher than all of our past bills. Seven dollars is weird. not a lot, I realize, and I can afford the seven dollars.
0: It's also not a random like.
1: It is not. Amount. It's exactly it's a, seven dollars yeah, even. Strange. So I you know, something similar happened on the to Tony Kornheiser this week with his gas bill. I don't know if you've heard that yet. But I
0: have heard the stories about that. Yes, he was
1: billed, and I think he 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 railed about this. He was billed a forty percent, forty eight percent increase in his bill. I think was what it was amounted Ooh. to. But it was only five bucks, so people were giving him a hard time about. Come on, it's five bucks; just pay it. But I totally but get it. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's the principle, yeah. It's the principle, and
0: it's the forty eight percent is insane. Yeah, I don't care if it's forty eight percent of forty eight cents; it's crazy.
1: It's forty eight percent of forty eight percent of like ten bucks or something.
0: Yeah. Still.
2: Because he
1: doesn't even use their gas. It's for the little house.
2: <laughs> so I'm
1: assuming that it's just set up for it. He's got it hooked yeah. up, but he doesn't use it. So he's got just, yes. a, but they increase it 48%. Anyway, he railed on and on about this. And I'm totally on board with him because yep. I think that this is, you have to question these bills. There's no reason yes. for it. Anyway, so cuz what
0: they're hoping what they're hoping is that people go, "Oh, it's only a few more dollars," and not question it. And then 2 years later, that few more dollars is turned into 10, 20, 30, you know, yeah. $50 at some point because they just keep bumping it up. And you're like, "Oh, it's only a few more dollars." Oh, it's only a few more dollars, and every couple of months, every quarter they do that. You don't go back and look at, "Oh, wait a minute. A year ago, I was paying $20 for this, and now I'm paying 60."
1: Yeah. And Which happened.
0: It's happened to me with internet access before.
1: I don't understand how people don't know. A lot of people apparently do not notice, and they just pay it. Not me. Right. Um,
2: That's good.
1: But anyway, with Tone Kornheiser, they gave him some bo- bogus excuse, hung up on him. And I think no, just so no. many people can relate to that. I know you yes. can, being hung up on. That has
0: happened to me. There's going to be an insurance story coming at one point. I'm waiting for the saga to actually resolve so I can tell the full story unabated, Yes. Um, unabridged. It may take a whole that podcast might be a episode special. where you're interviewing me. Yeah, yeah, that might be a special insurance bonus. supplement. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> insane, insane. Many many times they've hung up on us, and I cannot believe it. It's criminal at this point. It really but is. Go ahead.
1: But so anyway, every month our bill is. I wrote it down exactly eighty nine dollars and seventy four cents. Okay. This month it was ninety six seventy four. So by my math, that's seven bucks. Am I right? Close enough. Seven exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> um, but, you know, first of all, they did not hang up on me. So I guess I got that going for me when I called. Well, I don't them, know.
0: You still had to talk to. Them, I, I did
1: mean. have to. Uh, yes. And I, they put me on hold
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a long time. But then they finally tell me that the seven dollar increase is because my local sports channels like Fox Sports North. Yours is maybe called Fox Sports Atlanta or something like that.
0: Well, Fox Sports West in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, increase their taxes so the bill went up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like you make an agreement with the provider, and then because the provider has to pay more, they just pass it on to you and think, oh, nobody's going to care about this.
1: Uh, yeah. So I asked them, well, why wasn't no. I told about this? You know, Shouldn't you let your customers know before you start increasing the bill like this? He said, well, basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say this outright, which is why I said I paraphrase. He said something like, it's your local sports channel's fault. Mm-hmm. so I said but you're billing me not them right but it's, it's not your job it's you're gonna it's not isn't it not is it not your job see I'm getting all worked up is it not your <laughs> job to tell me that you're yes. going to increase this and then he said well, pretty much yes
0: yeah and what they do is they will post like at the bottom I've seen them do it before because I have direct tv mm-hmm. where every time the contract comes up and they're they're the way they negotiate with these cable provider. The way they negotiate with the channels is the cable provider. In this case, the satellite provider, Directv, will put at the bottom of the screen on the channel a rolling thing that says, "Warning: You may lose access to this, access to this channel on this certain date because of negotiations with blah blah blah." This channel is asking for more money. How dare they? I mean, they don't put the hair dare. How dare they? And they, but they basically might as well at this point. You, have you seen? I've those never things?
1: seen those. I probably that don't happens pay here attention
0: all, to it. Once a year, and it's usually the beginning of the Usually, I think it happened, I saw it like a couple of weeks ago, so I'm thinking it's around um, January, February time. Whenever their contract with that channel runs out, so the channel can then ask for more money or ask for an increase in the amount of money that um, like DirecTV pays them in order to provide their channel, mm-hmm. they, will, they will almost like strong on them by saying, call this number at blah, 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 and that it's the number of the people who own the channel. And who manage the channel to say, you want this channel on your stuff. And it's almost like saying, call the, call the channel that we are trying to negotiate with in order so that they will, so you won't lose this channel. Um, they will charge us less money so that we can make, so DirecTV can make more profit. Because they're greedy punks.
1: Yeah, greedy punks. And, but So he basically told me there's nothing you can do about it. You have to pay the $7 or you can change your plan and not yeah. get those channels. But I do question the $7 even. You know, usually when there's taxes, oh, some, isn't there they're s- adding
0: yeah. they're adding on to that. You know, they're adding a percentage on top of that. They're, they're going get they're going to add. They have people who actually probably study how much they feel like they can get away with these. They get analytics people in there and go, OK, we've increased it this much over the last 10 years. What do you think the maximum we can get away with with the least number of people complaining and causing us problem and a headache? And that's what they make it.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. So I said, okay, you, there's nothing you can do about that, but there must be some kind of promotion or something that you can do for me to make me keep, stay with you. Oh, okay. And he said, yeah, you can offer me three months of a premium channel, like HBO, Star, Showtime. What do you think I pick?
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with HBO. Yes,
1: I picked HBO. But then he tells me, which I, f- I think is a total lie. Now, ma'am, you don't need to call and cancel in three months because it will automatically come off my bill. Uh, I'll tell you, in my case, no. that is absolutely a lie. I've been fooled by that before.
0: Yes, I've gotten. I, they told me that one time. This is probably ten years ago when they when I redid my contract with them. They're like, "Oh, for this, you get three HBO H- for three months." Like, I don't want it. They're like, "But you can, you know, you, it doesn't cancel. It doesn't cost you anything, and it'll you can you don't have to cancel it and all that stuff." And I'm like, "No, I don't want it because I know how this works. I know I'll end up paying for at least a month or two of it." Because yeah, I'm unless at you set back a reminder,
1: like I'm going to yeah. do.
0: That's a good point. I've already Just set the reminder. Timely or what's the other one? What's the other app? Timely. Uh,
1: time flies will not time work, flies. but my my app that I like to use for reminders is um, Tell reminder Me Later.
0: Me. Oh, Tell Me Later. Okay. So Tell Me Laterly?
1: Not Tell Me Laterly. Tell Me Later. Okay. okay. So anyway, at least there's a silver lining. But if I forget to cancel it, it's not a silver lining at all.
0: No, because you'll end up paying me. I'm still paying for the... I'm in my second time of paying for my free month of HBO that I got. (laughs) I've paid for it twice now because I keep forgetting to cancel it. And I'm sure I'll pay for it at least one more time.
1: Yeah, you need to start watching and then cancel it.
0: Yeah. Well, the problem is I hadn't watched it in a month either because I'm like, I'm going to cancel this so I don't want to get into watching anything else. So I've paid for it twice and hadn't even watched any of it since my free month. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I understand. Yeah,
1: that's ridiculous.
0: So besides that, is there anything else this week in the Week in Review?
1: Yeah, we've got a stray cat hanging around our house and breaking into our barn and I don't know what to do about it.
0: You have dogs, right?
1: We've got dogs.
0: Well, I got an idea what you could do with it. And that wraps up our weekend review for this week. Once again, we'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Quintessential Quails. When you need a quail and it's imperative, call quintessential quail. No, we're not sure what it really means either. And now, some more pronunciations.
1: So welcome to another segment of...
0: Pronunciate Pro-
1: Nounciate... These.
2: Th- is.
1: The hiss. So, this <laughs> past week, on TK's show, Tony Kornheiser, uh-huh. he... Pronounce this word um, differently than I had heard it. I've heard it this way before, and I've probably even said it this way before. But it's been a long time since I've said it that way. This word. This w- th- these words. This oh, word. These words. Yeah. Okay. Um.
0: You mean a specific word or those two words in particular?
1: A specific word that I'm about to spell for you. Oh, okay. All one word. All right. H o m o. G E N E O U S, homogenous. Yes, that's how I say it. You are correct. Homogenous. Oh,
0: what do I win?
1: You win an alternate pronunciation in case you ever want to use it. Oh, okay. He he, Tony said homogeneous. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I've heard that before. I looked that up just now, Mm -hmm. and when you look it up, it you know puts the little long line over the the e like that indicates you're supposed to pronounce the E as an E.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Homogeneous, which is how you're supposed to do it.
0: Oh, according, according to, to the pronunciation key. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I say homogenous as well.
0: Yeah. I think it comes from the fact that it was probably originally, the origin of this is it was two separate words. Mm-hmm. You know, homo meaning same and genus meaning, probably even spelled more like the genus species kind of, which I think is G-E-N-U-S. So maybe it kind of evolved from that into what we have now.
1: I think that it actually, I think that's still an acceptable spelling, but I think it's H-O-M-O-G-E-N-O-U-S without this extra E in there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, language is weird. In 50 years, people are going to be saying, you know, crazy stuff that we laugh at now because it's internet slang, Mm -hmm. and people are not going to know that it comes from internet slang, and it's just going to be oh, this, is, this word's been around forever. This is how you use this word. This is how you spell this word. And, you know, if we weren't dead, you know, we'd probably be, it'd probably kill us yeah. <laughs> to hear such nonsense.
1: But, you know, the, the word, is homo sapien one word or two? One, right?
0: I think it's one word, but you, it's obviously sapient is a word by itself. So mm-hmm. sapien is a, is a, you know you know, intelligent, you know, aware thing person, animal, whatever, and then, so it's, it's one of these things where a lot of our language comes from words being combined and kind of portmanteaued in some ways together, mm-hmm. um, so, well, yeah, I can totally see it being said that way. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Would you say, you don't say homo sapien, homo sapien? No. Homo genus, homogenous. Yeah. Homo sapien
0: doesn't work. This is No, because it doesn't work. I, I guarantee you if you could make it work, if it rolled off the tongue as well as homogenous, mm-hmm. then people would say it that way.
1: That's probably a good it's, point.
0: It's applicable and applicable. Yes. It's the same. The reason why that word is said two different ways is because you can say you it can. two different ways. Yeah.
1: Now, this next one is for all the Bostonians out there. A shout out to okay. John Miller. Because um, he, he's the one that first, I think, turned us on to this term. At least it oh, turns yes. me on. Yeah, the I know term. what you're talking
2: about. Mm-hmm.
1: So my friend texted me the other day. I sh, this friend will remain nameless, but she works <laughs> with someone who is originally from Boston. Okay. So here's the text. I will read it verbatim. Thanks to you, I called one of my employees a masshole yesterday, and he took it as a compliment.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: So I'm happy to. I'm happy for that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm uh, happy that he didn't get offended. <laughs>
1: No, he 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 took it as a compliment
0: because that would have been bad.
1: Yes, it would have. Now, Joe Maloney at mm-hmm. on Twitter at Joe the I T O
2: he
1: he retweeted somebody's tweet and about the pronunciation. How do you pronounce this word? And he said this sounds like a job for the Speaking of Tangents podcast.
0: Ooh, we have a write-in pronunciation. We okay. have
1: a write-in pronunciation. Thank you, Joe. And mm-hmm. the, the, the word is B-I-O-P-I-C.
0: Okay. There's two ways that I can think of that I would actually pronounce this differently depending on what it specifically is talking about. Me too. So I would probably say biopic.
1: Yeah. It, it, yes. Biopic. In, in most contexts, I'd probably read it as biopic. But then I thought about it and I thought, hmm, this could be Biopic.
0: Yes. And biopic to me would be abbreviating biographical picture. Yes. So I could see it. And I, I don't, I would, I would assume that was two words. But like we were saying before with homogenous or homogeneous, uh, I would say that it could, biopic just as one word could eventually be used to refer to, you know, like a biographical movie at some right, point right. down the road. Um, so, that, so that's an either or to me. That's an either
1: or. But I wouldn't think that biopic in that, Way would be one
2: word.
0: No, I wouldn't either, but I, I'm sure that other words have been crammed together. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But actually, when I look up the definition of biopic mm-hmm. or biopic, one word, a biographical movie. Okay. And biographical film on Wikipedia has a biographical film or biopic as one word. So maybe it's never been two words. Or maybe, because I, I swear I've seen it as two words before.
1: Or or not. hyphenated,
0: yeah, yeah, hyphenated probably.
1: Um, so that that is interesting because when you first look at that word, at least when I first look at it, I say biopic. Yes. And it didn't even occur to me till a little bit later that it might be biopic.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen any definitions so far that are different from a biographical movie. Really? Mm. So
1: why do we say biopic?
0: Because we're idiots. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Isn't biopic like double vision? <laughs>
0: I think that would be bioptic. Now that I think yeah, about
1: optic. it. Yeah, um, optic with a T in there. But I know that I've seen this word biopic, and I've, we've pronounced it that way.
0: I thought so too, but you know, hey.
1: Well, let's let, maybe someone else will weigh in on this. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. L- listening to I think it was Wednesday's Tony Kornheiser show. Uh huh. Again, again with the jute box.
0: Jute. He said, he said jute box again.
1: I swear. I, I, I rewound it about three times and really pushed that headphone into my ear. And I'm like, he's <laughs> saying jute box. And I know that Brad Weiss gave us a long Yes, He gave explanation. us a great lesson. Yeah. yeah.
0: A linguistic lesson on that. But could great.
1: somebody please go listen to Wednesday's show and tell me I'm not crazy? The, the, Tony is saying jute.
0: Well, those two things aren't mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: He could be saying Jude and you could still, still be, be crazy. crazy,
1: yeah. That's yeah. a good point.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Real Real Real
0: So, do you have any real thoughts for this week?
1: I do. This is actually a real thought I've had for years.
0: Um,
1: oh. Have you? It's been incubating. Yes, and have you ever heard of the? Uh, have you? Let me just say this: Have you ever heard of pheasants forever?
0: I just heard it when you said it, but other than that, no.
1: <laughs> so at least we've established that you're listening to me, or that you, or that you heard me what I'm saying.
0: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> No, I don't know what Pheasants Forever is. Is that an organization? Yes, it's
1: an organization, and it, it, I guess it was started here in Minnesota, which is not something I knew um, hmm. until
2: recently. Can
0: I, can I take a guess? Yeah. Okay, it is about people who want to preserve pheasants? Uh,
1: Yeah, that's what I always thought it was, that there was yes. this decline in pheasant numbers. They were... I don't know that they like were like they're
0: an in, endangered species yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I have never heard of them as being a. I don't think or maybe, or maybe their marketing isn't very good, and they want to promote and you know get get a better spin on pheasants as a it's a bird, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they want to get a better spin on pheasants, so you know they're not real high up on the bird hierarchy of you know popularity. Because, you know, you got the, the eagle and then like parrots that can talk and cockatiels and, you know, parakeets and, That's you know, cardinals, true. which are, you know, pretty cool. So maybe they're trying to And get blue jays. Pheasant. I've
1: heard blue jays yeah, blue are jays. aggressive.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of lower down just because of the meanness factor. Yeah. But, you know, I've never heard of, you know, a sports team being named after a pheasant no. that I know of. I mean, it could be some minor. It's probably some. Let me say it this way. It's not probably. I guarantee you there's some minor league team in baseball. Name the pheasants with the nickname the pheasants out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe
1: somewhere in Missouri.
0: The fighting pheasants with fighting and spell with PH2. But um, <laughs> the, so there's got to be something out there like this. But the pheasants aren't really high up in the popularity bird rankings. Like if you rank them, I'm saying pheasants doesn't come into the top 10, maybe top 20 in birds that people are naming. So um, maybe this organization is about promoting and, and upgrading the marketability of the pheasant forever.
1: That could be... By the way, the pheasant has a really cool call. But anyway, that's... Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I never went there, but you could be right that it's pheasants forever in that regard.
0: Wait a minute. You don't know what it is?
1: No, I know what it is.
0: Okay. Well, I then... thought I
1: knew what it did. I thought I knew what it was, which is <laughs> was that they thought the bird was getting close to being endangered or extinct, and they wanted the mm-hmm. bird to thrive. And I... and yes. Basically, what I found um, when I looked at it, because I thought, okay, I keep seeing these ads for pheasant forever, pheasants forever. And Wait a
0: minute, ads like on TV? Yeah,
1: like they—it's a big group, and they've raised a lot of money. And they did have, they have
0: like Sarah McLachlan songs playing behind sad pictures of pheasants?
1: <laughs> I actually don't really watch much of the ads, but I okay. people go to these benefits, and basically, what it is is—wait
0: a minute, benefits like a dinner? Yes to raise money like a campaign
1: yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they've raised like, a lot. Okay, I
0: got to know what this is I got to know what this is about now.
1: But it's basically that the farming practices were cutting down their habitats cuz pheasants like to live in long tall grass.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So the farmers were essentially destroying their grass. Hmm. So then they were not able to survive in this area. Now, that's what I thought. Okay, we want to, we, they want to, cons- I'm all for conservation. They want to conserve the grass, yeah. right?
0: You ah. should, you, yeah, you should, you should have habitats and you should have hunting in order to, you know, you know, to control populations and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, PETA where you should never, you should never kill any animal for, you know, for food or anything like that. I'm not into it that much, but you should definitely go, we should go out of, we should try, we should, we should go out of our way to try to help out all species survive. You know, I know that, the, you know, you could have a snail that's, you know, some indigenous to some area and um, it could be causing, you know, if human beings are dying because you got to get rid of this snail, then you, you get rid of the mm-hmm.
2: snail
0: and you try to move them somewhere else. Well, but, that's basically. You know, I'm, I'm for, I'm for helping, you know, you should all look out. We should take care of the planet and take care of animals.
1: Okay. I agree with all of that. Okay. So uh-huh. that's what I, I kind of thought it was. But then yeah. the other aspect to this is that this, these are hunters that are pretty much in charge of this organization.
0: (laughs) So this is the NRA version of PETA. In other words, is what you're telling me.
1: As far as I understand it now, I could be way off and, and, uh, you know, (laughs) please tell me, enlighten me someone if I am. But to (laughs) me, it seems like if it's like you said that you want to hunt that you want to hunt the animals to control the population,
0: but if, which is a a good thing.
1: it, It is. But if you're, if your sole purpose is to, when it's to, done right, if your sole purpose is to conserve grasslands to bring the pheasant back so that you can kill them, <laughs> I feel like yeah. maybe the term "pheasants forever" is wildly unsuitable. Yeah,
0: that's kind of disingenuous in their marketing, yeah, to me.
1: <laughs> so now I could be wrong, but I I feel like pheasants forever. Okay, yeah. Does it, pheasants forever for what purpose? Maybe.
0: Shooting pheasants forever. Pheasants. Is that what they really should name it?
1: Pheasants forever, except if we all have good aim. I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, as an organization, they would understand that. Um, if if they just went out and just they didn't have limits and if they didn't actually investigate to see if the limits are working from season to season and really you know enforce those rules so that you're not taking out too much, but you're only mm-hmm. taking out to Keep the population at a good level, so you know the ones that are there aren't you know overcrowding and you know starving each other out and that kind of stuff. So I mean, that's to me, that's part of conservation. Is sometimes you got to break an egg to make an omelet.
1: Yeah, I'm sure to, that you're to right. to make a
0: bad analogy. Yeah, I'm sure
1: you're right. Um, that's probably that's probably what it that's what that in whole group entails, just like you said. But to me, yeah. the the name is a little misleading.
0: Yeah, well, to to come out and say we're all about protecting the pheasants so we can shoot them is not right. So maybe it should be like you said,
1: shooting pheasants forever.
0: Yeah, and they should put in the commercial if if we don't protect the environments, we won't have them to shoot. I mean, right? Just be upfront, because hey,
1: now again, I know nothing more than what I just stated. So if someone wants to say you got it all wrong, this is what pheasants forever is all about. Let me know. Uh, but this is to me, that name always, after I found out that it was a hunting type of deal, that name always sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Like I didn't, (laughs) I thought maybe it could be a different name here. People.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, I I sort of have a problem with it. That seems like they're trying to present themselves in one light, like being PETA, uh, but they're actually more the NRA. So, I mean, that's. (laughs) Yeah. That, I have an issue with that, too. If
1: you go to their That's website, there's a...
0: And I am I mean, I'm not a hunter. I mean, I've... No, I've I'm hunted, not either. I've, I've done hunting when I was a kid, you know, just... I've never shot anything bigger than, like, a squirrel, so, but, hey.
1: I've never shot anything... Unless you count people. ...besides a can.
0: Oh, like, like um on top of a, you know... Yeah. ...put it on a branch or a fence or something yeah. to shoot it off? and Targum let me hunting. just yeah. say
1: that I don't know that I actually... Actually, I have hit the can. Oh. Yeah. Not a bad shot. Can killer? Yeah, can yeah. killer. Um, but anyway, I think their website has three, a couple of tabs, and the one tab says our mission, and then our habitat, I think, and then the next tab says hunting.
0: Oh yeah, well,
1: something like that.
0: So, well, maybe maybe it's two sides of the same coin. Maybe they are one half of their organization is about conservation, and the other half is about destroying them <laughs> so it's they're trying to balance it out
1: <laughs> they want to make sure there are enough pheasants so that you can shoot them but they'll That's still really be enough like. for next year or whatever yeah and yeah. also i learned that pheasants forever is also oh. quails which i'm certain that there is a quail sports team somewhere
0: oh yeah it has to be okay Is a quail and a pheasant the quail and a pheasant is not the same thing though right
1: i don't think so but i think they're closely related and they mm. both live in that sort of habitat
0: So if it's pheasants forever to get that alliteration in there, what would the quail version of this organization be? Quails never quit. Hey, don't quit on the quail. Don't quit on the quail. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. I like that.
1: How about you? Did you have any real thoughts this week?
0: Uh, I was going to say quintessential quails, but that's
1: that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, actually, I did. Um, Besides that. The brain power it took for me to come up with that. Um, I did have more thoughts. (laughs) I saw, and we're not going to get too, speaking of weeds, we were talking about before, and the habitat of the pheasants, we're not going to get too far into the weeds politically on this, Mm -hmm. but I just thought it was funny. I don't know if you've seen the tweets, and me staying away from Twitter, I mean, I got back on Twitter um, after our last episode, where I stayed off for like five days in a row, and it was great. Yes. Yes. but I got back on, you know, to answer some notifications and stuff like that and respond to other people. And still in the process, I've tried to ignore most of the political stuff because it is just I've seen other people tweet, you know, I'll be glad when my timeline is not filled with, you know, one political yes. thing after another. And same here. And believe me, I'm not blaming the people who are tweeting this. I'm blaming the administration that is causing this chaos. Um, but to not get into that anymore, the thing I will say that made me laugh was that I saw Picture several pictures of people tweeting pictures of um, was this Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Is that his name? Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau, Trudeau yeah. um, Of uh, Ivana. wait, isn't it is
1: Timberlake? It... You know, he could probably <laughs> no. do a really good job.
0: No, he's more like the Prime Minister of Minnesota.
1: <laughs> okay, is he from Minnesota? No, you know, he's not. You know, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. I
0: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, go could ahead. Could he still
0: run from governor of Minnesota? Is that possible? Well, he would you vote for him if he ran for governor of your state? um, Keeping in mind that you have had another former celebrity as governor of your state, Um,
1: I I may, especially seeing Uh, what happened to our current uh, president. Yeah, if if it was Timberlake for president against Trump, absolutely.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, come on.
1: So it would depend (laughs) on his opponent. OK,
0: but so I saw these pictures of the prime minister. Is it and I always mix this up. So Trump's daughter is Ivanka and the daughter do- and the her mom is Ivana. Is that how it is?
1: I believe so. Yes.
0: Whichever, whichever. So Trump's daughter was looking at it showed pictures of her looking at this prime minister dude, say and looked like, you know, she's really into him. And people were joking, you know, um, that she was really into him. Like oh, on Twitter. OK. And they, it kind of made me laugh.
1: Were they making memes and stuff?
0: Yeah, sort of. I don't think it's got to that stage yet just because it hadn't been around long enough. Okay. But, you know, you've heard the On My Way to Steal Your Girl. You've heard, you've seen that meme before. Uh, that's a big, that's a big, that's from a few years ago. I don't think but so. But it was basically like they were calling him Prime Minister, steal your girl. Because it seemed to be, they showed like, it was like three or four pictures of like these like famous women or like women leaders who were into him. Oh, okay. And it's just, okay. you know, they captured the picture at the right moment. Um But I don't know. They may be into him. But um, it it had a picture of this. And the thought that came to my mind was. Does Donald Trump think. This is like in the Middle Ages, where if he can get his daughter to marry into the leader of another marry, the leader of another country, that then he will also then share power over that country. What percentage of Trump? What what percentage do you? What percentage would you say he actually believes? What chance that he actually believes that marrying his daughter off to another world leader will give him power in that country? I say it's got to be like five or ten percent at least. Oh, considering the craziness that has come up with him so far.
1: At least fifty fifty though.
0: Yeah, you know, like kings from like you know. The 1200s, where they would be like, We're going to unite these kingdoms, and my daughter's going to marry this guy's son, or my daughter's going to marry this other king, and then I'm going to have power there too. So, is he trying to like take over Canada and is like pushing his daughter, you know, get real friendly with this guy? You know, <laughs> I know you're married, but get real friendly with this guy, and you know, maybe we can make this work out, and we can, you know, then I can have control over Canada too. Um, Seriously, I thought that I'm not. I, I'm, it sounds ridiculous, but no, that's it what came into my mind. It
1: doesn't not ru- not with the times we're in right now.
0: Because nothing would shock me at this point. Nothing.
1: So you you're 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 saying that Donald may want I- Ivanka to sow her royal oats? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> like the great. <laughs> the great Eddie Murphy coming to America movie.
0: Yes. There you go. I swear that <laughs> they one, go to Queens.
1: <laughs> that one is way up there for me too. With Beverly Hills cop Goonies. Oh, and I love Ferris that movie. Day off. Do you remember the part where, well, you know that that's what King Joffre said.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Akeem
1: came to America to uh, sow his Royal Oats, but he's going to yeah. be married to so-and-so.
0: His arranged marriage. Yeah. Back in, what was the name of the country? The made up country. I think it was a made up country. I can't remember the name. Of um,
1: it. King, a Prince Akeem of, oh, I don't remember. That's bad.
0: I've seen that movie a bunch because it's one of those that's really rewatchable whenever it's on TV. Yes, it is. I, I'll sit down and watch a few minutes of it. Do you remember
1: that part where he, he's at the wedding of his arranged marriage and uh, he brings her back into the back room and he says, you know, you'll do anything I ask.
0: Yeah, jump on one foot, anything. bark like a dog. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bark like a dog. <laughs> Arf, arf. arf! A big dog. Whoop! whoop Woof! Hop on one leg. <laughs> and she she continues to while hop barking. while barking.
0: Yep. Oh that gosh, good.
1: that's a I even did a jingle once too. What? I did a jingle once to um You
0: did a jingle while hopping on one foot, barking like a dog?
1: <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Arf,
0: arf. <laughs> well, I think we answered that question before off there that you let the dogs out.
1: I let the dogs out. Yes. To
0: chase the cat away.
1: Yes. Um. No, I did a jingle to you know when the one of the guys sings, "She's your queen to be," at the wedding.
0: Oh yes, the guy that the when she's walking down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. And that guy is just acapella, just going off. Yeah,
1: I did a jingle to that once. I never posted. Are you serious? I never posted it on TK Jingles. Um, I we have s- got to hear this. I sent it to Jerry and I think Jerry played it on like Nigel's rummage, Ni- Nigel's rubbish oh. bin once.
0: Oh, you've got to, you've got to at least send it to me now.
1: I'll see if I can find it. It might be in the okay. old GarageBand files where I, I lost some when I made a transfer.
0: Mm, yeah, but that's yeah. what I say when I don't want to send anything to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That happens to me all the time. I might be able moved, to find I moved, that. i moved computers. Yeah. Um. If not, you need to re recreate it. It
1: was a, definitely it was a acapella, and it was about crushing your enemies instead of queen to be. Awesome, or something like that. that if I remember great. right. Great,
0: <laughs> because I had forgotten about that part until you mentioned it. That part cracks me up.
1: Oh, it was one of the best parts. Yeah, great movie. Bark like a dog, a big dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do we have a cast on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a cast? Do we have a cast? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes.
1: Um, no.
0: And now it's time for another extended segment of First World Problems, where we just complain for 20 or 30 minutes or so. Enjoy.
1: Well, speaking of first world problems, I alluded to this one earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. This is, again, absolutely a first world problem, but I am, I'm going to try not to rant, but oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) Oh, this could be good. So
1: I I mentioned um, maybe about a month or so ago about this problem with my Samsung washer because it was blowing up in people's yeah, by, houses
0: yeah by by problem you mean the lid could fly off because of the drum exploded and knock people out
1: yes yes yeah. i actually don't know about the knock people out part but it sounds better doesn't it
0: i think that's what happened is the, i think that's when they were like oh we have to recall this is because it flew off and the lid flew off and hit a woman in the head and like knocked her oh i didn't
1: know that part i get well maybe that could i be did me totally I misappropriating
0: it. the story but yeah, <laughs> it actually flew off and hit one person in the face i know
1: well let's just say it's a big safety concern
0: Absolutely. So,
1: anyway, they recalled these washers, and you had two choices. You could repair it, and you could get a new one.
0: Mm-hmm. I know which I would be choosing in that.
1: Yeah. And I already said that we decided to buy a new one.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: because the repair, as we learned, was not really repair at all.
0: No. And in fact, it was a sticker or something. Yeah. And in
1: fact, since that time, you know that Jeff Rawson reports on the Today Show?
0: Um, no, but I'll take your word where for it.
1: Where he comes on, and it's just the stupidest segment usually. He comes on, and it, it keeps you up to date on things like this. Um, where he basically did a report on Samsung's washer repairs and how nobody was, they weren't doing it right, and people were waiting months. And, but at the, in the meantime, they were supposed to use their washer limit, you know, li- have you limited use of their washer. And anyway, mm-hmm. basically that they didn't talk about people not getting their re- refunds. They talked, but they did speak about how terrible the repairs were. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. When it literally they sent, you said, I think you told me this, that they, somebody did the repair instead of getting a new washer. And so they sent them this one thing to put in there. And then it was a sticker or something that went on the knob so that you couldn't turn it to the highest setting or something like that. It's
1: a sticker that you put over the current, current settings that say, you know, gentle cycle or normal Mm -hmm. cycle, permanent press. Yeah it changed the cycles because what they it only wants you to it sounded like it only wanted you to they they only wanted you to do gentle cycle for some things so that they, is
0: not a repair it's
1: not a repair and no. no and so that's why we decided no we're not doing that and we're Absolutely. not going to buy another samsung washer even though they'd give you another 150 bucks or whatever it was yeah so anyway we i told you we went with the lg and yep. It was going to be great because even though we had to pay about $100 out of pocket, it was we were okay with that cuz the LG has good reviews, knock on wood, that they're not going to have a recall. So right. and they they were going to pay for um the, they were going to give us $451 for our washer, which is way less than we paid for it, but we we already you know, we're past that, we're beyond that. We're like, "Okay, fine." Yeah. And then they were going to pay for any um delivery and Takeaway fees, as long okay. as those were put on a separate line in the receipt. So it had to say, you know, it had to be listed here's the price of the washer, here's the sales tax that we won't pay, and then here's the delivery charge and here's the takeaway fee. As long as okay. you listed them separately, they were going to pay for it.
0: This seems like their way of trying to get out of stuff yeah. because that seems like it's more difficult. Yeah. It's putting the onus on you to actually make sure it's done that way.
1: So now let's do the math. I get a check a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago for whatever $451 is plus $15. That is $467. Am I right? $66.
0: 66.
1: Or 66. And there's some change in there, but I'm just going to leave it because it's easier for me. So anyway, the $15 was a takeaway charge. I did not get reimbursed seventy dollars for delivery. Okay, um, it was which
0: they they were supposed to pay for, right? Yes,
1: we did everything right. We listed it individually. Sears, mm-hmm. the company we bought where we bought it, they did everything we were supposed to do.
0: It was a seventy dollars delivery charge.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, I hadn't bought a washer in about six or seven years. Wow,
1: seventy bucks. We called two. We called Samsung two different times, once when we first found out about the recall and we, mm-hmm. we you know, to, to make sure that, because the verbiage, uh, I think the verbiage said something like, we'll pay for the installment and take away charges incurred by the delivery of your washer or something like that. Seems as long clear, as it's listed. It. Yeah, as long as it's listed separately. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, we called twice to make sure that this meant that the delivery fee would be included. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it's included. And then we called, so we called a couple weeks before we bought the washer, and we called the day of the washer, that we bought the washer, just to make sure, because we're like, $70, that's a lot. We don't really want to pay that. But if Samsung's going to pay it, fine. So we called again. Yes, ma'am, the delivery is included. So we're wondering, well, why wasn't it reimbursed then? So I called Samsung. the... The, it's a dedicated hotline for the refund or rebate or whatever you want to call it
0: that's when you know your company's screwed up exactly. when you have to dedicate a whole yes. section of your customer service department in order to handle this business
1: exactly so i get on You've the phone with mistakes. him and he says well absolutely they should be paying for that if they told you that delivery was included they should be paying for that i said okay well you are samsung so let's get this taken care of i want uh Either a new yeah, that's
0: another indication that they farmed out this customer service when he says they.
1: Yeah. Well, they farmed it out <laughs> even more because here's what he said. He said, Uh-oh. oh, I can't do anything. Um, you have to, I'm, I'm going to take down your number and here's your ticket number. He gives me a ticket number and he says, our escalation department will be contacting you. What? Yeah. So they have farmed out or shipped out their second tier customer service to some escalation department. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when? Oh, p- probably two days, but I'd be lying to you if I knew when. They, they're really busy. <laughs> I bet they are very busy, I add parenthetically. Yes. <laughs> but they will call sometime, he says. Sometime. And I said, you know what? Can you transfer me? Um, Or can you give me their phone number? Oh, oh no. They can't do that. Wow. There's no way to get a hold of them. I, I asked him three different times. Just to make sure that he's declining, you know, you're not going to, you're really not going to transfer me. No. So I knew that this company was never going to call. At least I thought they would never call.
0: Oh, it's going to be forever. It's going to be, you know, a week later at the earliest. Yeah.
1: So I I get off the phone and I decide, well, I'm going to just look this up online and see what people are saying. Well, that's always a mistake because there's lots of comments from people (laughs) told the same thing, never got a call. So then I started Googling to find out what Samsung's Escalation Department's phone number was. I found Mm -hmm. it in two different spots, same number. I called it, your call cannot be connected. (laughs) So there's definitely no number that's
2: published. No.
1: So I wait 48 hours. And so then I call the same Samsung number back and I get on the phone and I ask to be transferred to the Escalation Department and they do it right away. Are you kidding what? me?
0: Yeah, it's with all this insurance business that we've been going through, this has happened a lot where one person knows everything about what's going on and then the another customer service person you get is like they just learned how to be a human being. I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: Right. And so then I get so I'm reading in all this stuff that the escalation department pretty much has the power to do anything they want for you. So I'm reading wow. I'm reading that in the comments and I actually mm-hmm. read it by some from somebody that said anonymously I work for the escalation department and you know blah 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 and we pretty much have the power to do whatever we want so
2: mm-hmm.
1: I at this point I'm still cordial <laughs> so I told her you know what I called and verified twice that I bought before I bought this that the delivery fee would be included in it. and I was assured that it was um we made sure we we listed it on a separate line we did everything right and she tells me um First of all, she didn't have any of my information in front of her.
0: Oh, that's every time you have to give them the the, you have to go down your list of my name, my address, my phone number, what's going on? She
1: did not have access to my recall information that I my my (laughs) receipt that I had to include, she had no access to it. Yeah. So she said, Well, was the was the fee the seventy dollars a delivery fee or an installation fee? (sighs) And right then and there, I guess I should have (laughs) fibbed But I, I didn't know what she was getting at. I said, it says delivery fee, just like I was told that I was should, should put. She said, mm-hmm. well, Samsung doesn't pay for delivery. They only pay for installation.
0: Then you should have said, well, it's an installation fee. Well, I said. immediately.
1: I, I didn't say that immediately. I said, are you kidding me? Immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. I, I said, you're
1: too. telling me. I said, I called and verified twice about this. And I was told wow. that it was fine. And she said, well, I'm sorry. Here's what she said. She said this about five times. I'm sorry you were told the wrong information.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's, that's one step short of saying you're an idiot and you're wrong.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: That really is. That's the nice way of saying that. And here, here's the thing. For them to split hairs over that, it's them trying to get out of paying money that they should be paying.
1: Absolutely. They're criminals. Because that's exactly it's, it's what my crooked. insurance
0: is doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I said to her, you're telling me that one word is the difference between paying me what I'm owed? So you're saying that if that said installation and not delivery, I would have been paid the $70? She said, yes, ma'am.
0: Then you need to call them back, call that same number back and say, and give them the other side of it. Tell them it's installation.
1: Um, well, I might, but why should I have to do that?
0: You shouldn't have to, but that that's the way that you're going to have to solve it. Because you know what? The entire customer process, customer service process now is... Let's delay them and run them through this labyrinthian stuff as much as we possibly can so that most people or at least a certain percentage of people give up. And that's oh, yeah. how they, I swear, their risk risk management, what they analyze is what companies, larger companies like that analyze and go, okay, if we put this out there and it fails and we, we expect so many to fail, but if it happens that we have to do a recall, what can we do to ensure that, Certain number of people are going to give up so that we do not have to pay this money back so that we can ensure that we get a certain profit margin mm-hmm. for our stockholders. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I agree, with, guarantee it. I agree with all that. So you got to play the game, I guess. But
0: yeah, you I'm sure to. that
1: she awful. wrote down, you know, customer called and complained. So it's probably, under oh, the there. next person
0: you get won't have access to the information. Yeah, probably. And I, so I,
1: finally, so it works
0: against them too, honestly.
1: Yeah, it does if you're persistent, but there's, you shouldn't yeah. be. So finally, I said. She said, uh, after about the fifth time of saying, I'm sorry you received the wrong information. Well, actually, let me back up. I said, you are the escalation department. You have the power to make this right, and you're telling me you're not going to do it. Yeah. And she repeated, right after I said that, I'm sorry you were told the wrong information. And at this point I kind of lost it. I said, "Yeah, you keep saying you're sorry that but are you sorry that I'm getting screwed over here over here? That you can actually yep. do something to help me and you're screwing me? You're only sorry yep. that I was given the wrong information. You're not sorry that I'm getting screwed and that is ridiculous. This company yep. is they are liars and criminals." That's why I said well, to yeah. her. And then she said, "Oh, I can't really comment about that."
0: Oh, of course not.
1: Then I asked to speak to the supervisor.
0: When she said that, I can't really comment about that. You said, I'm sorry you were given the wrong information.
1: I should have, but I was so mad. Because <laughs> that's what
0: I've done. I've done I've, you start repeating stuff back to them in applicable ways, that stuff that this, this dumb catchphrases that they say to you, yeah. if you start throwing it back on them, that's when they get mad. Because well, what else? They can't really do anything else at that no, point.
1: No, they can't. And I said, well, can I speak with your supervisor? And she said, well, they're just going to give you the same information. And she oh, wouldn't yeah. let me.
0: Yep. That no. That I think beyond anything else, they're told never transfer to a supervisor. And
1: I have gotten a supervisor over the years. Um, at different. It's hard to do that is, now. It it is. But finally, the whole purpose
0: of that is to make people give up. Yeah. The whole. So purpose, you're saying I shouldn't entire, give up? It's not to help the customer. No, do not give up because if you give up, they automatically win. Yeah. If it's a dollar, don't give up. I mean, obviously, at some point, if a year from now you're still fighting this. And it's costing you this amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my insurance is considerably more than $70. Yes. By, by a factor of like, you know, 100 or <laughs> 1,000. Um, but it, it's a situation where um, they want you to give up. They are counting on a certain percentage of people who get in this situation to give up. And they will do everything they can until they absolutely have to pay you. hmm. Don't give up.
1: Uh, You know what she said to me at the end? What? Well, first of all, I said, so you're telling me again, one more time to tell me there's nothing you can do. You will not help me with this. No, ma'am. And then I said, okay. And then she said, thank you for calling Samson.
0: Yeah. We hope you had a pleasant experience. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is there anything else I can help you with today? No, she
1: didn't say that. Yeah. And when she said, (laughs) I was so mad at this point. When I get mad, I don't, I'm not very coherent. Uh, I
0: become extremely coherent. I become extremely focused and more verbal and hostile than when I am not, when I am not angry.
1: When, where I think I've told you this before, when I get angry, I either can't speak or I yeah, just start crying.
0: Me. Yeah. You, you, you'd go into shutdown mode just because of how yeah. angry you get and just frustrated. I get laser focused.
1: Well, maybe you should make this call for me.
0: Well, that's. That's the problem is I one of these days I'm going to have the police showing up to my house because I'm threatening somebody over the phone and not actually actually going not ever actually going to do anything. Right. But just get so angry at how. Just they're evil. There's, there's so many corporations that are evil and not all of them, but it seems to be more and more growing. Majority of them are doing everything they can to have to pay anything back. And part of this problem is the society that we live in where people will sue over nothing Mm -hmm. and try to reclaim stuff that they really shouldn't try to reclaim Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and make bad decisions and lawyers that will take on this stuff that enable that companies it gets to the point of where companies almost have to be this way to defend against the nonsense that the real actual customers who need service and need attention and need a rebate get lumped in with the idiots who are suing because, you know, the coffee was one degree too hot. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And that, we're, we're going down the wrong path on this.
1: Speaking of that, though, if you're talking about that McDonald's one, the hot coffee. Yeah. yeah. If you ever seen the documentary Hot Coffee. No. You should see it because that was actually a legitimate lawsuit.
0: Well, the problem is you have people who have tried to since then that, since all that oh, stuff okay. started happening. Yep. You have, that's what I'm saying. You have the legitimate ones out there, but then you have sure. all the freeloaders yeah. who are trying to yeah. bandwagon onto that stuff.
1: I'm sorry, but if you call back, if you call them and verify
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the delivery charge is included, so basically yeah, they're not standing totally. behind their employees. They're saying that our employees suck and oh, they, don't they talk told to each you other. the wrong information. The different information. departments
0: don't talk to each other and they do that on purpose. They purposely keep the department separated because, uh, in the world that we live in now with everything computerized, and they could have access to everything about you that has to do with that company, everything mm-hmm. that you've given them with the touch of a button, and they disconnect it on purpose to make it more difficult for you to actually get to what you need to get to. Yep.
1: I, I Those, think that's correct.
0: And the beginning of it is the robotic phone systems. Press one yep. if you'd like to do this. Yeah. And half the time, they just hang up on you. Yep. And it's all a bunch of nonsense. So,
1: I have I've and not done, the good
0: kind of nonsense like our podcast. Right. The bad kind of nonsense.
1: I've got all their I've got all the emails ready to go for to each executive that and by the way, that was not easy to find on the internet. Wow. Um but maybe I'll just try calling them back first instead of writing these I would letters. call them back
0: because you could get somebody else this time and it It's weird how I've had this happen where you call and one person completely stonewalls you Mm -hmm. and you call the exact same number and go through the same phone message and you get somebody else and that person helps. Yeah. So at least there are there are people in working these jobs out there who are doing it the right way. And then there are people who are like, I'm just going to be lazy because I can and the company will get blamed.
1: Yeah, it's 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 criminal. And yeah, it is. um,
0: People need to go to prison. Yeah. People need to go to jail yeah, over they some of this stuff. Basically, the
1: they want people if, to give up, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, if their plan from the beginning is we want people to give up, they they belong in jail.
1: Mm-hmm. And Under I guess I jail. should consider myself lucky that I actually got a check at all because, from what I'm reading, people are not getting their refunds.
0: Oh wow! See, that would be what and it was what four hundred and fifty something dollars?
1: 466 six, Yeah, four fifty six. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: That's crazy. How about you? Do you have first world problems?
0: Yeah, actually, I do. That it just happened just today. Oh, okay, so, fresh. Yes, fresh oh, first is, world problems. I am. You want to talk about being angry at something?
1: Oh, two angry people today.
0: I am. I am at my limit of anger on this, Ooh. and so I. Are the cops I'm knocking gonna, on your door right now? No, because I ha- I've I've actually purposely not interacted with the people that have caused this. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to i literally do not want to go to jail because okay. i am angry so this week uh is a there's a father daughter dance at my daughter's school okay she's in kindergarten and they've been selling tickets for a couple of weeks to this thing and the tickets are like you know twelve dollars and they sent them a couple flyers over the past couple of months they're like hey you know it's sponsored by the pta all this stuff and you know it's 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 one of these things where, you know, you go and fathers and daughters go and you dance and, you know, they have a little cake and they take pictures, you know, just, I'm sure that other people don't know what this, these kind of things are. Um, And so my daughter was like, "Ah, I don't want to go. So we didn't buy tickets and she's like, yeah, I want to go. And then I was like, okay, so I was going to get the ticket. And then she was like, ah, I'm not sure. So it's, she's, she's five years old. She's back and forth Mm -hmm. on this kind of stuff. And so I didn't want to spend, you know, the $12 and then we not go. Because it said on there, one said, you know, tickets will be more expensive at the door. And I'm like, if it's 20 bucks, I don't really care. Right. You know, 20 versus 12 I don't really care. It's worth it to just wait and just pay when we get there. And so one of the flyers, you know, they sent on two flyers. Both of them said it would be more expensive at the door, so buy your tickets now. Because, you know, they're obviously trying to get you to buy up front. Because mm-hmm. they, honestly, here's my thought process on this. They know that some people are going to buy them and then not be able to go or not show up. You know, because kids change their mind. Kids get sick. Other things come up. Um, they want your money now versus, you know, the day of. Yeah. Because I'm starting to believe that all companies and organizations at some point have people in them who are greedy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess the flip evil. side of that could be that they just want a headcount. count.
0: But, yeah, why why don't they just say, hey, are you planning on attending this? Right,
1: RSVP type of thing.
0: And and we know how that goes with the Jingle Fest and stuff, trying to book a venue and that stuff. But this is different because this is not – they're not going to change the amount of – I mean, they're having – there's no venue shopping on this. They have one place. They're going to have it at the school. They know exactly – they do this every year. They know the total amount of kids in the school that could possibly come to this, Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. know what to prepare for. It's not like we are with the Jingle Fest where – and this is totally, you know, reasonable. Where Jerry wants to know how many people because we don't want to book a two hundred person venue when a thousand people show up, right. and we don't want to book a thousand person venue and two hundred people show up. Yep, it's You're totally, right. yep. totally that's totally reasonable. Okay, this is it's one thing, it's one place, it's going to happen here regardless if five people or five hundred people show up. Yes, and it's it's plenty big for whatever they need. So. I'm like, okay, we're going to buy tickets at the door of this thing. And my daughter this week gets real excited about it. It's like, definitely wants to go, definitely wants to go. And they'd send out, you know, the last day to buy tickets is the 15th and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's totally fine. So the day after you can buy tickets for this thing, they send out a message that says yesterday was the last day to buy tickets. And by the way, no tickets will be sold at the door.
1: Oh, you can't do that.
0: You cannot do that the day after the tickets are last available.
2: Why would they do that?
0: Because they're idiots. Yeah. These are the people that are teaching our kids. They're idiots. I'm sorry, but you cannot. And the teachers at my kid's school are awesome and great and incredible. But some of the people who run some of the stuff there and some of the people that run the PTA, which is other parents, I understand that. I'm involved with the PTA because I help with the reading program that they do. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff, these decisions that they make, make me want to say, how do you get up and function to feed yourself in the morning? (laughs) You are so stupid.
1: Well, just if you look at it logistically, or if you write on the flyer, tickets will be available at the door. You cannot change that.
0: And you certainly can't do it the day after. Right. Why send out a note the day after you can buy tickets saying, this day was the last day to buy tickets. And now they're not so and they're not and tickets are not being sold at the door. Like we told you this all along. I have two flyers that say otherwise. Why don't you send that out a day before Mm -hmm. and say tomorrow is the last day to buy tickets and tickets will not be sold at the door. We changed our mind, which I would still be frustrated with that. But I'd be like, okay, at least you gave me a chance.
1: Yeah, that's true. Doing it the day of the last, not the day after.
0: I'm going anyway. (laughs) And I'm going to have a twenty dollar bill and say you're letting us in. And if they don't, then I'm going to say, you tell my five, you look my five-year-old in the eye and you tell her why she can't come to this. It's not like you're at capacity.
1: Exactly. You'd think that they'd want people to come to make more money.
0: Here's the thing. What I've noticed over the years, because my son is 10, he's in fifth grade. I've noticed over the years with people in the PTA, the people who run for the offices to run the PTA don't really have any experience running or managing anything and they rule it with an iron fist it's what it that seems is insane. Like. They make decisions about stuff that makes me want to go, you can't even manage your own finances. Why in the world do you think you, you were the best person to run this thing, and why do you not listen to anybody who has you know some experience maybe making a decision every now and then? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I cannot express to you how angry I am that they are – basically doing this to my kid
1: it's terrible because she
0: doesn't because she doesn't know she did not have any idea so we're going we're going to the dance and if they if they don't let us in the door i'm going to turn my phone on in the parking lot and we're going to dance in the parking lot <laughs> because screw them and their stupid policies
1: you're going to crash the father-daughter dance yes love I, it i mean I, I, what else are you going to do they won't sell you a ticket i can't believe they won't ridiculous. let you in
0: I cannot. I, I still can't believe they're not going to take the money at the door.
1: Right. Why, that's what why I mean. I can't not, believe that they would turn you away at that point.
0: Yeah. They, why would you turn away people at the door? And why would you not wait until? Why would you wait until the day after you're selling tickets to say? And by the way. Right. We're not selling tickets at the door.
1: That's the biggest flaw at all, of all.
0: Yes, and what is? I guess if you're gonna, if you're not selling tickets at the door, say that um, two months ago when you first announced right. this thing.
1: Right, because that would have made your decision. You probably would have said, "Well, I don't know if she's going to want to go or not, but I'll pay the fifteen dollars and we'll just right. eat it if we have to. It goes yeah. to, for and, a good cause."
0: And here's the thing: these are people that have kids. Yeah. If you have a kid, you understand things happen. Stuff comes up. Not only do kids change their mind, but kids get sick. So. Everything you do is at the door if you're a parent of a five-year-old. Yeah, I don't and if you don't kids, do that, you're losing money somewhere along the line.
1: I don't have kids, and I understand that. Yeah,
0: they should understand this.
1: Uh, it sounds to me like, if especially if you get there and they don't let you in, this is totally a power-hungry parent. That's it.
0: That's exactly what it I was saying about the people be. running the PTA. Right. That's totally Because there's totally no what other it is. reason. It's like, this is the first time this person's ever been in control and have decision making power over anybody else in their entire life, yeah. except for their own kids. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they grab it with an iron fist and it, yep. it is a hundred percent obvious and it drives me nuts because I, come on, everybody, there's nobody out there that knows everything and nobody makes decisions, the right exact right decision all the time. Mm-hmm. But come on, really, really?
1: Well, yeah, it, if they, it, like I said, if you show up and they say no, it's got to be that. It's got to be someone yeah. saying, well, he didn't read the rules. We're not going to make you an exception for you got to follow the him. rules, yep, the even rules when the rules don't make any freaking reason. sense. Yeah, <sighs> It reminds this, me of a this, story that I'll have to tell you off air about Antarctica. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> and here, here's, here's the thing that it reminds me of. It's almost like, you know, if somebody that had no real experience running anything successful in their entire life and no government, you know, experience, then all of a sudden was made the most powerful person in the world. You know, exactly. what could go wrong with that?
1: Right. Well, what might, what might actually come good from that silver lining yeah. would be that, you know, United States and Canada are one powerful force.
0: Oh, that's true. You know, yeah. it, what, what, what would be the name of that?
1: Uh, let's see. Um,
0: hmm.
1: It could be something like United States of Canada. It could be Canerica. Canerica. Yeah, Comer- Comerica. Comerica. Com- yeah
0: that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. America, canada Yep. I
1: like that.
0: American. We could just shorten it to American. American. And that way we'd be like American. It's its own slogan. It's the slogan and name wrapped up Amer- in the word.
1: American.
0: Yeah. 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 American. Where dreams are lost. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe how mad I am about this.
1: It's ridiculous,
0: it's a father daughter dance. it should It be, should be a happy time and i'm going to, I'm going to be angry even there because I'm going to be saying these idiots, yeah. the whole time,
1: yeah, especially if they don't let you in the door
0: Oh I'm telling you we're going to dance in the parking lot, and we're going to have a better time than the people inside i'm You're, certain so we'll probably you, have better music
1: you don't think yeah, right, you don't think you'll budge your way in, then you'll just go out in the parking lot
0: no because i <sighs> I don't want my daughter's first memory of going to some sort of dance like that to be yeah, her, dad. her date her and her dad combined getting arrested.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Cuz ask call. Deanna
0: about how that goes sometimes. Okay. She had a bad experience with a date getting arrested at a big event and uh, I'll leave it to her to tell you whether she wants to or oh, not. Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say that she has experience it with was the not dad. Me. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, no! Her, it wasn't her dad. It was her date. No, you. Um, I to a mean prom. Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, okay. I was never been arrested that she knows of. Okay. This is before I met her. <laughs> People are stupid.
1: People are really stupid, and if they're not stupid, they're criminals. That's what we're finding yeah. out.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I should say. People make stupid decisions. People aren't stupid. Well, some of them are, but. Yes. Everybody makes bad decisions. When you make a bad decision, come, come back, just and somebody calls you out on it, the, the best thing to say is, oh, my bad, I screwed up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what happens with this is enough people go, wait a minute.
2: Uh,
0: I wasn't sure my six year old wanted to go to this, or we weren't sure it was going to happen, so we were going to pay at the door. What are you now saying? And how you can't say that tickets aren't available at the door the day after you stop selling tickets. This is ridiculous. This is not some exclusive event. Come on.
1: Exactly. Especially if they... Come on. The only thing is if they had too many people, but we know that's not the case. Any situation where they could actually make more money that they would turn away has to be power-related.
0: Oh, believe me, the PTA is about making money above most other yeah.
1: things. Yeah. It's ridiculous. At least
0: this PTA that I've been a part that's of.
1: That's one of the craziest things I've heard in a while. This is This is right up there with... Well, it didn't say installation fee. It said delivery fee. So therefore, yeah. we're not going to pay you, even though... They're going
0: to get you on the verbiage of yeah. what they called it. You know what? I bet you could call the Sears store and get them to write you a new receipt and change it to whatever word that you wanted. I bet you they would I'm do sure that.
1: they would. You know, I asked her that, though. And she said... So I said, if I go back to Sears and, and get the appropriate thing written, I could send this in and you tell me you'd pay the $70? Well, it's possible, but... Uh, oh, know. yeah. They would have to. Well, she said it's possible, but it's probably not. You know, it may not it may not be worth your effort.
0: Well, she's never going to admit defeat. It's almost like it, it's almost like customer service is is in a battle with you. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fight, and they're never going to. It's an argument. It's like when two people have an argument, and you get some situations where people aren't fighting right, and they all they want to do is win, and they don't care whether they don't almost they almost don't care whether they win or not. They just want the other person to lose. Yeah. And that's a terrible situation. And it's almost like customer service now is they don't want to admit defeat. They'd rather both parties go away super unhappy yeah. than admit that they were wrong.
1: Except for DirecTV that's giving me three months HBO. At least they're trying.
0: They give that away like candy, though.
1: I know they do. Because all it is is a switch. Yes. I had it immediately.
0: Yeah. And they're hoping that you don't pay, that yeah, you forget right. to turn it so off. So there's
1: always a, a
2: catch.
0: Well, yeah. Maybe you just have to dance in the parking lot.
1: Maybe. We've
2: got no qualifications. So here's our recommendations.
1: So yes, we have recommendations this week. Cool. And basically, well, let me, let me just say this. Sean Morrissey, great guest that we had last week. Yes. He tweeted out at Sean underscore Morrissey. He tweeted out, had a blast with... Judah Fuse and Buffalo Alice, that's you, you and me, Jason, mm-hmm. this week. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I, did, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Um,
1: enjoy some laughs and join the top five albums conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So we're all for that. And in, in fact, my crazy aunt, which I say that, oh, with, I say that with her blessing um, yes. and, you know, in just a little bit. but
0: Oh, we're all crazy here. We
1: all are crazy. Crazy is a good thing. Yes. So she, she sent me, she said, I have to weigh in on this, this top five album thing. Now, she oh, is a, she's a little younger than Kornheiser, but around that age group.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so 43.
1: Yeah, around 43, 44 maybe. Okay. So, you know, let me back up. So she, she mentions in here, she mentions Louisiana a couple of times. So I've mentioned from time to time that I used to live in Louisiana. Uh, yes. I went to grade school there. So, but my aunt and uncle, aunt, aunt, uncle, and cousin, we all lived there. They lived there too. So we lived very close to each other and we we spent a lot of time together. Cool. So she keeps, she references Thibodeau, which is the town that we lived and in, in where I went to school. And is it
0: Thibodeau or Thibodeau?
1: It's Thibodeau. Okay. Not Thibodeau like the coach of the Timberwolves. Okay. okay. And and she mentions New Orleans a few times, but what, when I like, is it
0: Timberwolves or wolves
1: It's well, I don't know. You got me guessing now. Okay, yeah. Thim- thimble wolves. I think thimble it's Timberwolves.
0: Timber wolves.
1: Okay. But so,
2: what did your aunt say? She, well, she, she.
1: I went to grade school there, so I missed out on all of this stuff that she talks about. Um, but it sounds like they had one heck of a good time. Because she was cool. old enough to go to these concerts, and I really wasn't. So she says, she, we were so lucky to be in Tibital as all of the greats before they were greats played there, and we got really spoiled. And then she mm. said, in, of course, in New Orleans, we got to see so many people play in smaller venues where normally they would be in stadiums. Oh, yeah. So she kind of broke it down into categories. So she said, the best album ever, 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 three evers, is Jay Giles' Full House Live. Have you, okay. have you ever heard of it?
0: I've heard of Jay Giles. Me
1: too. She said, if you haven't heard it, you deserve to, to when you get a chance. Hmm. She said she saw them in New Orleans, and they were every, every bit as good as in person as on tape.
0: Wow, okay. And I like that she tape. said tape. Okay, was this on an A-track? It, it was not parchment. <laughs> a not
1: parchment, though. No. <laughs> um, but yeah. I,
0: Inscribed on a wax cylinder. Yeah, right.
1: So anyway, Jay Giles, Full House Live.
0: Full House Live. Okay, I have to check that out because the only Jay Giles I know is uh, Centerfold from the 80s.
1: Oh, is he the one that did Centerfold?
0: Yeah, that's oh, Jay Giles okay. band.
1: Um, then she said, so that was the best album ever, ever, ever. And now this is the coolest album. Okay. Dr. John, the Night Tripper. The Sun, the Moon, and the Herbs.
0: Ah. Who I believe is Dr. John is from or based out yeah, of New Orleans, yeah. I believe. She said,
1: I've seen him many times in concert, and he used to play in Thibodeau a lot in our local bars.
0: Oh, that's cool. She said
1: one of our friends was a chef and was good friends with him, so we got to stand really close, like on the side of the stage.
2: Hmm. She said I'm Yeah. Good.
1: She said she danced and danced to Dr. John in Thibodeau. But you're wow. right. She said he's a driving force in the New Orleans music scene and probably the best known artist there right now. And hmm. Sean Morrissey might be interested in this. He played on the last waltz with the band.
0: Yep. That I didn't know.
1: That I didn't know.
0: And I'm, I'm more familiar with probably Dr. Teeth than Dr. John, but... Um, Dr. Who? That's because of my age. Dr. Teeth. Do- from the Muppet Band.
1: Oh, I thought you were getting him confused with the dude from A-Team. Mr. Teeth.
0: No. Teeth. Oh, Teeth. T-E-E-T-H.
1: Is that anything to do with Jewel?
0: He's a Muppet. No, no, no it does nothing. Okay. Well, Teeth always has something to do yeah, with Jewel, okay. but, you know.
1: Uh, okay, I didn't know Dr. Teeth was a Muppet.
0: Yes. You know, you know the Muppet band, right?
1: Well, you mean the Jim Henson Muppets? Yes,
0: from the Muppet yeah, show, the yeah. band.
1: I don't remember Dr. Teeth specifically.
0: Yeah, he was the piano player and sang a lot of them.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I yeah, An Matt, uh, animal
0: on the drums.
1: I'm assuming he had big teeth. Yes, he did. Okay.
0: Maybe a gold tooth, I think. I remember. Oh.
1: So anyway, we got two albums. But I think
0: he might have been modeled after Dr. John, really.
1: Oh.
0: I think it might have been a take of like a parody on that. Because he, he would, you know, dress flamboyantly. and I mean, not like Liberace or Elton John flamboyant, uh-huh. but kind of, you know, flamboyantly and um, play the piano. And that's kind of how Dr. Teeth is.
2: Oh. Well,
1: I'm learning so much here, including these two albums. No, you're not. (laughs) Now, the first two albums I'd never heard of. This next album. You never heard
0: of Jay Giles? I mean, I'd never heard of that album, but. um,
1: No, I hadn't heard of that album. And I had heard Jay Giles, but I didn't know where. And now that you mentioned Centerfield, then I do know. (laughs)
0: Centerfold. Centerfold. (laughs) Centerfield is John Fogarty. Fogarty. See,
1: I got that right. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Centerfold. All right.
0: You know the song I'm talking about, My Angel is a self Yes, I do. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, And Freeze Frame.
1: I do know that one, too.
0: Was another big popular one they had in the 80s. But that's my limit of Jay Giles information. All
1: right. Well, I didn't have that. So here's the first album that I actually know. And she said, this is the album. So we had Ever, Ever, Ever and Coolest. This album made me realize that there was another world out there besides North Dakota, which is where she was born and grew up. Uh-oh. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On?
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. She said, I still remember the feeling listening to the album in the basement of the house. I can feel the city in his music, which I found interesting. Wow. Yeah.
0: She's good with language.
1: She's the next one. Yes. She said the next one. Since greatest hits albums are allowed. See, they're allowed.
0: That, that I'm, no comment.
1: <laughs> she said, Doug Kershaw's greatest hits. Who? Doug Kershaw.
0: Is he Clayton Kershaw's dad?
1: Or Sammy Kershaw?
0: Yeah, possible. She
1: said he's the best fiddler. Again, he often oh, okay. came into the bar in Thibodeau and would jump on the bar right in front of me.
0: Ah. So she's getting a lot of these from like personal experience, which is great, yeah. which you should because yeah. the music, the seeing the artist live and in, you know, mm-hmm. up close. That will certainly associate you more with, it will draw you into their music more than just listening to some random album.
2: Yeah.
1: Although she, so yeah, I appreciate Except that. for Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And, and,
0: but it gave her a whole new world. It, yes. it allowed her to ask what's going on out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. She, um, she has told me before, not in this, she didn't list it in the top five, but she has told me before that Sgt. Pepper changed her whole, or got her through the 60s, I think she said. Something like no, that. Oh,
0: that's, that's another good yeah. one. Yeah.
1: So then she said, there is no one like Joe Cocker and his Mad Dogs and Englishmen album. It is hippie heaven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is she a hippie?
1: I won't go into that. Okay. <laughs> um, then she said, I agree with your guest on Paul McCartney's Ram.
0: Wow. Okay. She said,
1: it's very good. And if you haven't listened to it, it's worth it. It made John Lennon extremely nervous and sent him back to writing better songs after he heard this album.
0: Well, then that's definitely something to listen to then. She
1: also agreed with Pearl Jam. Excellent. And then she wrote me back. And this is the sixth one, if I have my math right. She emailed me back. She said, I forgot the best album of all, which I was a little surprised, (laughs) Andy, (laughs) because you said the other one was ever, ever, ever.
0: Yeah. So this is okay. the
1: best album ever, ever, ever. And this one. Is now, this like
0: when the Grammys like has different w- awards? Yes. There's like, like the record of the year and the song of the year. And I mean, I, I know I know why they're different. An right, album right, of the right, year. Right. and Okay. It's
1: close to that. So the other one was best album ever, ever, ever. And this one is best album of all. Okay. John Baldry. It ain't easy.
0: Never heard of that. That's another one I need to check out. She
1: said Rod, Elton John and Ron Stewart both played with John Baldry and he was a favorite of the Beatles. Mm-hmm
2: okay she said cool. it's
1: basically just sort of a forewarning it's basically a very sexist racist and everything else you can think of but he really l- knew how <laughs> to minute. get down
0: <laughs> okay it must have some grooves on there then for it to be sexist yeah. racist and offensive and she still thinks it's awesome yeah, so that's she said probably that what checking was, out for the it, music
1: you know at the time it came out it was one of, it was in the era where if it was sexist people either didn't know it or didn't didn't uh make a big deal out of it or didn't didn't had fear of saying something Um, yeah
0: well yeah you know I'm on record as going you know I don't really listen to lyrics first I listen to music first and if the lyrics are sometimes offensive I may not catch it until you know a year later when I've listened to it for the 10th time unless somebody points it out to me because I often lyrics I'm just not drawn to lyrics and I've listened to stuff before in the 80s when I was a kid that was like I go back and listen to now I'm like wow that's what that was about that's what that, that's what that guy was saying right there wow okay yeah so I, I, c- I can understand that when you're growing up as a kid sometimes you don't really get into the lyrics as right. much as right. spe- at least from my point of view
1: and I, I this was not something that was on my list but I, this, this email just literally came in right now from her oh no the sexiest song ever what <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the Grammy category yes These are the aunties.
1: Yes. Joe Cocker, You Can Leave Your Hat On, which I do really like that song. (laughs) Okay. And then she just um, finished. You know what
0: my favorite Joe Cocker song is? uh, A jingle. No. It was used as a theme for the Wonder Years.
1: Yes, that's a great song. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of it. What would you do if you sang out of tune? If I sang out of tune, would you... I don't know. The a little help from my friends. Little to get little help. With a little
2: yeah, help yeah, from yeah. my friends.
1: And then she ended the email with, oh, yes, saw B.B. King cry on stage once. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that was it. So I'll have to get that more. She has
0: led quite the musical viewing live. Oh,
1: yeah. She wrote.
0: Live concert live. That's awesome.
1: And she said earlier, she's got a, a door story. She's got a meatloaf story. She's got a B.B. King story. Wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. When you said hippie before and you said, I'm not going to get into that, was she a groupie?
1: I don't think so. No. No. Okay. Um, if <laughs> maybe she, was, she can answer that for if us. If she was, she hasn't told me that. But she. Um, <laughs> well,
0: maybe you just didn't ask.
1: That's right. She said um, she could talk about music all day. So yes, she has led awesome. quite a music life. So anyway, See, and
0: honestly, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say those are her recommendations. So I want to say thank you, Auntie, for sharing.
0: Absolutely, and I would say if anybody else has a top five or was it seven, eight that they want to send in, try to keep it within ten, or I would say shoot for five. You know, if you have to throw an extra one in shoot there, that's fine. Shoot for five, yeah.
1: Says yeah.
2: the girl
0: um, who had 17 last week. Yeah. <laughs> send, send some more in because I'd love to hear what other people um, have as their top five or favorite or coolest or best of or best of all time. Sexiest. Or sexiest song. <laughs> and the sexiest song of the year goes to.
1: <laughs> the sexiest kiss. Isn't that from like MTV Awards? Remember they used to have those? Probably. MTV movie awards.
0: Yeah, best they had best kiss, I know that for sure. And often it was, you know, in a comedy where, you know, people were joking like it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say that we for me, I would recommend that people send in their top five albums.
1: Great. And just follow what Sean said. Join the yeah. conversation. And my crazy aunt was the first one to do it. Thanks, crazy that's aunt. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: And, you know, with the caveat that if you send in something terrible, that I may make fun of it. But hey, yeah, that's all all in good fun.
1: Well, it's hard to make fun of it when you don't know what it is. And so John Baldry and the rest of the people she listed, except for Marvin Gaye
0: mm-hmm. and Joe
1: Cocker, I'll have to listen. I'm going to her.
0: guess that she knows what she's talking about. It certainly sounds like it. And... Honestly, it's one of these things where she's in the age group and of a time when she was a teenager and, you know, a young adult mm-hmm. that a lot of famous musicians, people who we look back now that are legendary, they were just playing at like, you know, clubs and random places where you could go see them. And it's not like today where every every band, every major act is, you know touring in an arena and you don't ever get any kind of contact with them it was much more communal back then in the 60s and 70s yeah, in terms yeah. of music and the fans of the music and you know you get a lot of a lot of a lot of experiences back then that now that they just I don't think are ever going to happen again so it's of that time so yeah her being from that just really that's awesome so i'm i'm saying she probably knows what she's talking about
1: well and even in the 80s when we lived in louisiana it was like that in new orleans she mentioned
0: oh yeah just because of
1: the smaller venues and people wanted to play in new orleans yep yeah so it's pretty cool thanks auntie
0: awesome hey how's it going you good how's the fam cool cool we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at SpeakTangents or via email at SpeakingOfTangentsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at SpeakingOfTangents.com for all the relevant links and info relevant to this podcast. I thought that's pretty clear. I'm just clarifying since we're kind of into that lately. Oh, and if you haven't been enjoying the podcast, you know, we're sorry that you had to endure it this long. But we're also sort of confused as to why you're still listening to something you don't really enjoy. Thanks, though. And regardless, we'd love to hear from you too. So be sure to snap face or Insta chat with us. We'll get back to you in the appropriate amount of time on either of those. Thanks. So, do we have any feedback this week? I asked that as if I don't know that I saw a ton of stuff on Twitter that we won't possibly be able to get to at all, but I was really pleased to see as many people talking about last week's episode as I did. So, did you have any that you pulled out of that? Uh, For this week to read.
1: Yes. And yes, we had a lot of feedback and it was great. great. A lot of people joining the conversation and thank you. So the first one um, that I have listed here is somebody by the name of TK. Okay. At, this is Twitter, at.
0: I'm going to guess this is not Tony Kornheiser.
1: Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's just TK. Maybe it's Tony Kornheiser. Maybe it's Tim Kite. Okay. Okay. At Crucial TK. All right. And he, he said, this one was info for life. I had a great time listening to it today on my run.
0: Cool. He's talking about the episode from last week. Yeah. yep. Yeah, because he, awesome. he
1: tagged Sean, y- you, and me, and uh, Speak Tangents. Awesome. So thank you, TK. Yes. And then along those same lines, Lewis. Uh, we've talked about this name before.
0: N- oh, Noach. Noach,
1: N-O-C-E. At okay. the Lewis Noach. All right. Um, now, I appreciate what he said here, but I don't know if I agree with it fully, but I'll take it. He said, <laughs> okay. basically, KJ, Jason, and Sean absolutely killed a quiz this week on speak- speaking of tangents. It's a must-listen littles. Awesome. So awesome. I love it. Thank you. Except I don't know if I really killed it.
0: Oh, we all killed it. Maybe in slightly different, different ways, ways, yeah. But it was—I I agree that it was awesome. It was fun for me to listen back to when I was editing, and it was—it it was something else. If you haven't heard the, that, it's at the end of last week's uh, episode. It's um, it's what about an hour, forty-five minutes for, which is pretty long for a quiz. But yeah. Well, it
1: we, we took on a tremendous. life of its own.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to some of that, I'm sure, in this feedback coming up in, in just a second.
1: Yeah, and so, Lewis, thank you. I will, I will yes, own that you, you felt like I killed the quiz. I already yes. know that J- Jason and Sean did. Okay, yeah, <laughs> speaking of that quiz. Yes. Patrick Moffat, at Moffat Patrick, tweeted mm-hmm. us, um, the planet of the apes back and forth was the trivia, equi- the trivia equivalent of waterboarding.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> saw that. That made me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: I think he followed it up with that saying it was absolutely great or fabulous or Mm -hmm. fantastic or something like that. So that's awesome. And the
1: Planet of the Apes was basically where I just (laughs) could not think of the name of the movie. And you guys kept going back and forth with different names for planets.
2: Celestial
0: Body of the um, Orangutans. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy of the Chimpanzees or something. And Patrick threw in some more of his own. I followed up that tweet with like three or four more of his his own (laughs) synonyms of that. It was making me laugh.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, Those were great. I was. I would have to say that I was slower on the uptake than I normally am last week, just because of the timing of when we were able to record. That it wasn't in my prime time of the day. Let's just say yeah, that, that was
0: pretty late at night that we actually got around to recording it. So <laughs> um, I, I totally agree. Yeah, by I the was end of that thing, slow on that too.
1: I was. I didn't know what was going on by the end.
0: <laughs> well, I was trying to give you hints that Ben Hur in that movie. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: When I met Charlton Heston. Yeah. (laughs) Who played Ben Hur, but still. Yeah. Come on.
1: Now, this was uh, the next was about the whole idea that Alexa is always listening.
0: Which she is.
1: Which she is. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Jenny Robbins tweeted out just, I think she tweeted out in general. It wasn't Mm to us, but then Jen Babish retweeted it and said something. So, I'll start with Jenny Robbins. She tweeted, at okay. Robbins underscore Jenny, started to cook for a dinner party. I asked Alexa to shuffle my playlist. She decided I needed a playlist to cook to. Absolutely freaky.
0: Wow. And yep. you know,
1: that is freaky. So yep. then Jen Babbish. Which, I mean,
0: I just assume everything is listening to me all the time.
1: But how does she know? How does she know that, Alexa?
0: Because everything is listening all the time.
1: But you, do you think that Jenny just announced, I'm going to cook now?
0: How, uh, she probably... Maybe
1: she was on the phone with somebody and said, I got to cook for this dinner party.
0: Possibly. Or was talking about it or made a list for a you know, oh. a shopping list because Alexa is good at shopping lists. Yeah, which is so absolutely
1: maybe, freaky, as she oh, said. That,
0: people out there are keeping track of this stuff.
1: As they say in the television and radio business, assume your mic is always hot.
0: There you go. <laughs> assume your life mic is always hot. That's exactly. a good one.
1: Exactly. Your life mic is always hot. Yes. Jen Babish, then at JBab Sports Chick, said, uh, Judah Fuse, i.e., you, Jason, do you mm-hmm. hear that? She knows all. Yes. Speaking of Alexa. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, um, somebody else, who said the thing about the crockpot knowing your information?
0: I don't remember, but I saw that in there too. I think it was Jen yeah, Babish. I think it was about next that her crockpot will be keeping track of stuff and be listening to her. Which is well, probably no, true.
1: No, that's what John Miller said. So oh. Jen said something about how she her crockpot stores information, to which I responded, really? It can store information? Because my Crock-Pot does not. Uh. And then John Miller said, someday we will be able to listen to speak tangents through the crockpot."
0: No. Okay. <laughs>
1: which I found very funny.
0: Which is totally true. It's, I mean, eventually it's going to be just implants in our brain and everything will be done that way probably telepathically.
1: So I still, I don't know if Jen was kidding or not, but are there actually crockpots out there that you can store info on?
0: I'm guessing yes, because there are refrigerators that are networked and yeah. washers and dryers that are networked. Yeah, that I'm are, guessing they can so They go wirelessly, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um,
1: and then Brad, commenting on the, the top five albums section, he mm-hmm. said, love the way Jason says, I had that on vinyl, like Thriller was written on <laughs> parchment. <laughs> what?
0: Well. That made me laugh. Yeah, I saw that one.
1: Yeah, that one was funny. Um, yes. I don't even think you meant it that way, did you? Did you no, mean No, not
0: that it was old. No, yeah. th- that I meant that I, it's almost like I was saying, because it's, it's kind of incorporating what people say today. Because if people have vinyl records today of of stuff, it's like they're really into it. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to say I was really into that because I had an Obama, right. but then again, so did the majority of the people that had it in the early '80s. Yeah, that's
1: what I. That's how I took it. But it's funny that he took it towards you know took it as parchment, which I found very funny.
0: Yes, and then we all got into a whole conversation of I tweeted a picture of Empire Strikes Back on cassette that I had that I found that day, the day like yes, after we talked right, about that, right. which is creepy. Um, the again, Quorum and stuff. QE. Yes but also like people, I think Jenny tweeted something about having the soundtrack to something on, on an eight track. And I was like, yeah, I had cassettes of this stuff. And then I was of course got into, you know, wax cylinders and went off the deep end. But uh, but all these Twitter things, they're, they're all out there and they're all, you know, chained together. So um, follow at speak tangents or follow one of us on Twitter and, I'm not going to say join the conversation, but, you know, um, invest in the dialogue. How about that?
1: Well, and some people decided, um, so Mike Mike from, I'm assuming this is Mike from Burke, Virginia. Yes. At Burke, B-U-R-K-E-A-N-B-E-E-R. Burke and Burkean Beer. beer. Burke and mm-hmm. Beer. He mm-hmm. said, after reading all these exchanges, I guess I need to start listening. Awesome. Very awesome. Yes. And thanks, Mike, I hope you listened, and um, it wasn't the only episode you want to listen to. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hope you want to keep listening, yeah. at, least, at least for part of it anyway. And an- That's why we put the time codes in there. Skip around.
1: Yeah, skip around. And then another uh, gentleman, Jeff Ferris at Radio. Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F-N-C,
0: okay. as
1: maybe North Carolina. That's what I'm That'd guessing. That would be my
0: guess. Mm-hmm. He
1: said, how did I have no idea this podcast existed? This is my weekend binge
0: awesome Awesome. i I would say to the answer to his question about it he have no idea is because we're bad at promotion
2: yeah
0: (laughs) we're real bad at promoting this thing and so tell your friends because we probably won't uh,
1: probably not
0: it's not that we don't want them to listen we'd love for more people to listen it's just we're.
1: it's really not not that's not
0: our personality yeah that's not in us it's
1: not in our dna as they say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they so word of mouth yeah And then Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt gave us an answer to something we didn't get on the quiz. The the sitcom is News Radio. Broadcast News was the other news movie.
0: Yes. When we were talking about network, and I think either you or Sean says it's Broadcast News, and we talked about it. Is it a sitcom? Sitcom. And now that he says it, I'm like totally. Yeah. News Radio was a sitcom with uh, Phil Hartman.
1: Yeah, I've watched a few of those episodes too. I don't think I've seen seen the movie Broadcast News.
0: I've seen the movie. I think it's Daryl Hannah and Robert Redford, maybe, somebody like that. Oh, okay.
1: Well, Brad it's, Weiss... And I may
0: be confusing it with something else, but anyway.
1: Brad Weiss tweeted us and said, you know, broadcast news is where the phrase from the Tony Kornheiser show uh, that they always play, it not always, but occasionally will play at the end. Well, I certainly oh, yeah. hope you'll die soon. That's yes. from broadcast news, uh-huh.
0: which, which I didn't I had, know. I didn't know. I would forgotten that. I I'd, 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 had read that, and when, when I... First started listening to the show, um, or the first time I would hear some of these bumpers, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Okay, if I don't know what that means, I would go Google and look it up." And so I remember looking that up and going, "Oh, that's what that's from." Oh, yeah. And remembering it, and then, you know, my memory is terrible, so I forgot since then. But that's we appreciate Brad um, reminding us and giving us the info for life on that.
1: Definitely. So. That thank you for all that feedback, folks. There's a lot yeah, more great. on Twitter. You can you can wade through it if you want. And you know, mm-hmm. just just join Twitter and join the chatter.
0: <laughs> join the chatter. <laughs> well okay.
1: it's different than join the conversation anyway. So yeah. do we have any Amazon reviews this week?
0: We do. All uh, right. If you if you remember, which I barely remember, mm-hmm. um, when we did the quiz with Sean one movie that came up was The Empire Strikes Back, not Star Wars Battle Galactica, The Next Generation, yeah. but I do Star remember. Wars The Empire Strikes Back.
1: I do remember it came back. It came out, and
0: yeah. yes. And one thing that I said was, I think it's the best Star Wars movie, and Sean agreed. Um, and I'm assuming you also think it's the best Star Wars movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I decided to look up The Empire Strikes Back on Amazon and get oh, some reviews. okay.
1: Oh, so you got reviews of the actual movie.
0: The reviews of the, it says format Amazon video. So you you can choose streaming or the DVD. Okay. And this looks like it's the redone, like the one that George Lucas retouched like in the 90s or something like that, where he added some effects and added a few scenes and said, this is what I originally intended it to be, which is just a bunch of crap. He I think what he thought he was probably going to do is put it out and say, now the people who already own this, the original, they're going to want to buy the new one because it's updated. And it came out like new in theaters like, and everything. And for a while, like the original theatrical one that was released was difficult to even get a hold of um, on DVD or, you know, in some form or like a Blu-ray because they were pushing this new enhanced version that in general, what I heard from people was that they hated it because it had been changed. Oh, okay. So, um, knowing, you need to know that going into some of these reviews. So, but,
1: when was the, the the original Empire Strikes Back came out in, one, 1980. 80? 1980,
0: mm-hmm. And, I believe Star Wars was 80, 78, Empire Strikes Back was 80, and Return of the Jedi was, I don't think, until like 83 or 84, maybe, because it was more time. I remember more time being between.
1: Okay. And so, when was this remake thing, this, re- not remake, but re
0: We release I could be completely wrong but I think it was mid 90s right before the new um, because the new ones like the prequels the episode one the ones with um, uh, what's his face Um, Liam Neeson and the kid like you know young Darth Vader. Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. were, you know, who wanted to see that? Nobody wanted it. It was just bad. It was poorly done. Those are pretty much universally bashed by people who are actually star Wars fans who were around when the originals came out. Um, But uh, I think it was before the new ones came out. Okay. Which was, I think late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. But like I said, I'm terrible with years. So uh, this is reviews of, this is review of the re-release With the updates, and it's either you can pick um, the DVD, Blu-ray, or the streaming. So this is just they lump all the reviews together. So this is technically reviews of the movie.
1: Okay, got it.
0: And these are all one or two stars. I'll go ahead and say that up front. Oh,
1: okay. Not happy
0: with it. The no first one, two stars. Didn't really like it. (laughs) So didn't really give any information, but didn't really like it. Um, and that is not um my opinion in this movie, but, and I think generally this is regarded as the best one, but this person obviously didn't like it.
2: Okay, yeah, they Uh, didn't.
0: Next, no, didn't really like it. Next one, one star, waste of money. (laughs) Never seen Star Wars movies and with the new one coming out, I wanted to check what's the fuss about. Paid $20. How stupid of me. (laughs) What cheap and idiotic movie. No imagination whatsoever. I rarely leave feedbacks.
2: Plural. Uh, Okay, yeah.
0: And if this movie would be like $9, I would never care. But $20? For an old movie, that sucks.
1: Which so it's not about the principle for him.
0: No, it's about the eleven dollars. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay.
0: Um, here's another one. Two stars. Not so hot. Pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, these are not helpful reviews.
0: No, and these these were given all in 2016, by the way. Those okay, last three. All right. Here's another one from 2016. So these are people that are just now seeing the movie. For the first time is what I'm guessing. Um, One star. Horrible movie. Could not wait to watch it and what a letdown. Didn't even finish it. Wish I could get my money back. Which I will say, the end of this movie, if you don't know what happens, which everybody knows by now what happens. The end of this movie is where you find out that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker and his father. So... To not finish it and then say what a let down right, right, right. <laughs> is like watching The Sixth Sense and cutting it off about three quarters of the way through and saying, ah, I was a dumb movie. Just had Bruce Willis, you know, you know, counseling this kid who could see dead people and not realizing that he was dead all along, <laughs> exactly. which I mean, that's a stretch. But I mean, that's kind of like one of the big spoiler movies from, you know, the past 20 years is that movie is what people bring up when they talk about spoiling movies and twists at the end. Yeah. When Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, it was an enormous twist. Could still be considered the biggest twist of all time in the story and reveal. When that came out, people lost their minds.
1: Uh, see, I don't remember that, but I do remember it being a big reveal. And we
0: were, we were kind of on the young side, yeah. but it was huge. It was a huge, huge, huge deal. And some people still rank it as the biggest like twist at the end of a movie ever. Really? Well, so this I mean, guy
1: didn't watch it all, and he's given a review. He sounds <laughs> like TK.
0: Yeah, didn't even watch it. This is the TK movie. Not review. crucial Horrible.
1: TK, but Tony Kornheiser.
0: There you go. Um, here's, here's another one, which I'm not going to read this whole thing, because it's literally like three scrolling pages. <laughs> but I will, I will get into it. And the review starts off. This is two stars. I know, I know, everyone knows this movie. But I just watched it for the first time as an adult. This is from 2015. And it wasn't what I expected. First and worst, Han Solo is severely abusive to Leia. He gets extremely angry that she won't say she likes him, repeatedly touches her without her consent, and doesn't <laughs> let her go when she asks, and constantly dictates to her what her feelings are to her instead of letting her decide. This is sexual assault and emotional abuse, and it ruined the movie for me. Whoa. Which um, is a little overboard, I yeah. think.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, wh- Just what's a the reviewer's name?
0: Julia. Okay. Um, Second, Leah herself is nerfed compared to is in the first movie, A New Hope, which I also just rewatched. That one surprised me with its extremely strong female character, steely, courageous, able to shoot a firearm, able to come up with working plans on the fly under extreme pressure, completely devoted to the cause of the point of cleverly lying to her captors as they threaten her homeworld, smart enough to know that they were being tracked when Han had no idea and brave, ruthless and clear sighted enough to use that as a last counter attack to ambush the Death Star and destroy it instead of changing course and running in an attempt to protect the rebel base. The sentence goes on, but I'm out of breath.
1: I was going to say, is that all one sentence?
0: That is, that whole entire paragraph is one sentence.
1: That is quite a feedbacks.
0: Yes. In this movie, however, that Leah is gone. Or Leia is gone. Replaced with one who hardly ever participates in the fights, comes up with no impressive plans, doesn't realize what's going on even after Han and his acting accordingly in the cave scene, and screams several times at stuff that stereotypically gets sexist portrayals of women to scream, like flying creatures. (laughs)
1: Oh, what? this is ridiculous! Come on, people um, there's shouldn't a third, spend fourth, their time on this
0: fifth, kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a third, fourth, and fifth that I'm not even going to read because I, it it just goes on like that. It's it's I. This movie's obviously not for this person, but they really enjoyed the first movie. Leia is not that different in the second movie than the first movie.
1: I'll take She's your word still, on it. It's been so long.
2: Yeah. I'm sure well, she to is. To me,
0: to me, I think. One of the, I mean, if she wants to talk about Return of the Jedi when they put her in the metal bikini, now, now you can get into maybe it's more sexist, Mm -hmm. but come on. She was one of the actual strong female characters from this time period in when how movies were being made back then.
1: Well, yeah. When Carrie Fisher passed away, there was all the talk about how Princess Leia, you know, laid out the foundation for young girls to be strong and independent.
0: Absolutely. And, both of these movies, and even the third one, where she is the one who kills Jabba the Hutt in return in uh, Return of the Jedi, she's the one oh. who strangles him. That is that was a that was not the norm for female characters in in the seventies and eighties in terms of movies.
1: Right? You know what? She needs to let it go like my auntie did and said, "You know what? It's racist and sexist, but it was pretty good funk, or it was pretty good, yeah, good yeah, music.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you yeah. just let
1: that pass. That was the era at the time."
0: It We've, was from a different time, yeah, and, and it have, still wasn't nearly as bad as half the. St- I mean, come on. Yeah, you know
1: we we you start somewhere as a country, and you hope to you know you hope to make progress. We may have yes. actually gone backward lately, but overall, Possibly, yes. you hope to go make progress, which we have.
0: Yeah, and uh, you need to. Rem- this person needs to remember what it was actually like in nineteen eighty. Yeah, I was I was I didn't have really any kind of clue cuz I was, you know, 7 8 years old. Right. It's a different time period. It's a different I yeah. mean that was fo- nearly 40 years ago. You have to consider that it was up for like should women have equal pay and equal rights. Not not just as I'm not talking about like as a thought thing. It was a legally should we allow them to do this? That was like 1981. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that they were considering, oh, wait a minute, women should actually, you know, have Equal pay for equal work, which is ridiculous to think about that. But mm-hmm. that's the time frame that we were in in this. That's how mm-hmm. things were in this time period. So come on.
1: Well, and some of these, this isn't exactly the same thing, but some of these people are saying this is the first time they've ever watched the movie. And yeah. if I don't know if anybody in the reviews is slamming the, you know, the 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 way that the movie looks as far as the, oh, yeah, special, like the special effects. effects and yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? That is the way it was at the time. You can't watch a movie now and, and then watch a the movie from 1981 and compare the two really in that regard. It's, they're going to be different. There's been yeah. technological advances. So for people and to if, say that
0: is crazy. Yeah, and if, and if anything, from a thematic point of view, as far as how it represents women or, or, or different, different groups of people, these movies were actually ahead of their time. I think, in terms of a lot of the way they did things. So, I mean, to, to call it out for that is ridiculous. Yeah. To me.
1: Yeah. It seems ridiculous, especially three pages long.
0: Yeah. It kept going. I just, I, I even I got, I even lost interest in reading it. <laughs> uh, but the next one is one star, just awful. I has gotten a brand new Blu ray as a gift. This DVD was completely defectice spelled D E F E C T I C E
1: that we should have to put that in next week's pronunciation i'm not familiar with that yes. word
0: i'm not either and all this this is written entirely in caps so oh, i'm okay. assuming this person um maybe english is not their first language maybe uh another one two stars disappointed with what said limited edition which okay. i think they mean addition as in ed edition oh uh huh <laughs> and they put addition, A- addition? as in like the, the the math term <laughs> limited edition <laughs>
1: Well, which um that's so, kind of describes me. <laughs> I've got limited mad skills. Yeah.
0: And now we're going to really get into um the weeds on this a little bit. Okay. Um, cuz this there's several reviews and I'm going to I'm going to basically boil it down to one review uh, that I think represents this this group of people who are reviewing this because they love the original movie, and I remember I said before this was the updated version. Mm-hmm. So this is one star, and it's titled The Power of the Farce. <laughs> and I'm going to read as much of this as I can get through. This is another couple-page one. Obviously, I haven't seen the actual DVDs yet. Obviously. Is the first line. Obviously, he hasn't even seen this yet.
1: Yeah, Obviously. People use since that word incorrectly, be, don't they?
0: Yeah, since they won't be released until September, which this is from 2006, May 2006. Oh, well then
1: that obviously makes sense.
0: So he's leaving a review on something, just to just to make sure, clarify this, this guy is leaving a one-star review on something on Amazon that he's admitting up front he obviously hasn't seen, and it's a product that hasn't even been released yet, which I'm not even clear on how he connected his review to this product if it hasn't been released if it's not going to be released for a couple months later. Yeah, well, didn't see
1: it, don't want to see it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it would have, If only if he'd have stopped there.
1: Yeah, oh, okay, so we got more.
0: Okay, but I have seen the transfer that will make up the bonus feature on disc two, the original 1980 version of the Empire Strikes Back. I own the 1993 laser disc that was state-of-the-art 13 years ago, but the state-of-the-art has moved on considerably since then. The transfer will look trash on DVD, especially blown up on a widescreen TV. (laughs) Among other things, the translation subtitles for the alien languages will be cut off since Lucasfilm and Fox decided to put electronic versions in the letterboxing bars rather than use a print with the subtitles burnt into the film or at least have the electronic ones placed over the frame where they belong. Wow. That was the first paragraph. Even if you don't have a widescreen television, you should always insist that any DVD you buy today be enhanced for widescreen TVs or enhanced for 16 by 9 displays. Why? Number one, (laughs) chances are your next TV will be a widescreen HD set. Number two, an and DVD enhanced for widescreen TVs, (laughs) which I don't think you could say and for DVD. DVD.
1: Yeah, right
0: can only be created from a very high-quality digital video master. That means the studio can't just slap an existing laser disc or VHS master created an old print years ago onto a DVD, which is what Lucasfilm is doing here, I might add. Instead, they have to go back to the source material and create a new high-def digital master in cases where none existed before. That produces a better-looking and sounding result on both standard and widescreens. So if you're thinking about buying this disc primarily to get a true high-quality DVD edition of the 1980 film as I was, save your money. I already own the special edition on DVD and the 1993 Laserdisc, which he already said that before.
2: Yeah. He's proud I would of it. have
0: cheerfully, yeah, I would have cheerfully, he's a little too proud of it. <laughs> I would have cheerfully bought this new release if, I had, if it had included a newly remastered enhanced for widescreen edition of ESB. And I was like, ESB, what's he talking about? Oh, he's shrinking Empire Strikes Back to ESB.
1: Oh, well.
0: He's, ac- he's acronym in he's it. He's got
1: tired of writing.
0: Initializing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish he would have just got yeah, tired of right. writing. But I'm not paying twice for material identical to what I already have. Contrary to what has been suggested in another review, so he's reviewing another review now, I'm not angry that Lucas releases special editions. If anything, the much larger install base of widescreen TVs makes this release even more of a joke. Which I'm not sure if it's a joke.
1: So basically this is one long way of saying I have the nineteen ninety-three laser disc.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. what this is.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> this final one that I'll I'll just read the PS of it. Okay. This guy gave it one star as well. And this is he was basically saying the same thing that the other guy was he's get he gets into like resolutions and like lists like the original was five thirty five forty by three twenty and you need to be at least seven twenty by four eighty dots on the screen for a DVD, blah 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 blah, you know, I'm a nerd. Um <laughs> But um, he ended the review with PS George he's addressing it directly to George yeah. Lucas is what I'm guessing. Oh well, you might read it. Yeah, maybe. George, have you taken the continuity continuity error out of your special edition Empire Strikes Back yet? I'm referring to the fact that the Tauntaun is still screaming after we see the Wampa creature obviously eating a dead animal. <laughs> so that's where we are with this. That that should oh, give you a that sums one it all star. up. Have you taken the Tauntaun scream out after the Wampa was eating? That's I mean, I if I had a nickel for every time I've said that in my life.
1: You yeah, you'd be you'd be able to pay those ER bills.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd have a nickel.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else this week that we could talk about?
1: No, I think we've hit our two hour quota. Awesome. Fabulous.
0: Rob will be Rob will be thrilled.
1: Yes, he will.
0: And we'll never hear this. <laughs> We love you, Rob.
1: Never say never.
0: Thanks for coming and hanging out for a couple days. All right. I guess I should say bye.
1: Yeah. All right. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onsted and Jason Fuse. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Speaking of craft services, I didn't want to embarrass Jason earlier by spouting off my Zinfandel knowledge when he obviously didn't know anything, but I'll tell you now. The Zinfandel wine grape, also known in Europe as Primitivo, was first brought to the U.S. from Vienna in the 1820s. It started out as strictly a red Zinfandel. After extending its roots to California a decade later, the Zinfandel grape soon became the most widespread varietal in the United States. Its popularity extended into the beginning of Prohibition during which it remained in high demand on the West Coast for such acceptable uses as sacramental wine and remained trendy for home winemakers as well. Due to the Zinfandel grape's small, tight bunches, its skin was quick to rot on the extended cross-country train rides to the East Coast, where it fell in popularity. The creation of its less respected cousin, White Zinfandel Wine in the 1970s, opened up a larger market for the grape, thus sustaining its status through the 1990s, when a market for finer wines emerged and Red Zinfandel's appreciation was reborn. What? No, I'm not reading this. Ugh. Honestly, where was I? Oh, this information was brought to you by robertgoodmanwines.com. Oh, okay. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.